steamy in the Beef Stick studio this Friday evening as we're getting set to bring you our AEW special. That's right, folks. Auto erotic wrestling. I call it a game, but it's not a game. It's it's a new segment that we've cultivated over the last few weeks to bring to you on uh, in part brought to you by talktotransformer.com where you can get a robot to write pretty much anything you want to for you. It's pretty great. And you'll see more about that later on in the show, but we're not going to make you wait till the end, folks. So, that's good. Do not worry. <laughs> we missed a week last week. It was Thanksgiving. Neither We one took of a week did. off for the holidays. We didn't. Yeah, right. And we have that right. Damn it. And all of you were busy and probably wouldn't have had the time to listen anyway, so we didn't want you to miss out on a week and miss out on some of the results. We exactly. wanted to give you our full opinion. Wrestling ratings were down pretty low last week. Which is sad because way back, in, well, not even way back in the day, traditionally in the 70s, 80s, and early 90s, Thanksgiving Day and Thanksgiving Weekend were the hottest wrestling days. There was always a show on Thanksgiving Day, Back in JCP, Jim Crockett production promotions, and um, in the NWA, they always they'd have their Starcade. Originally, was on Thanksgiving Day. Then it got moved to December. And then, of course, WWE decided to start doing that because Survivor Series used to always be on Thanksgiving Day, and then they pushed it to the Thanksgiving weekend. And just traditionally, even when they didn't have pay per views or huge shows, that's when they would come out in the, the local territories, and they would hit up the biggest venue and put out the biggest stars during Thanksgiving Day and Christmas Day. And they had packed houses. That's what people people bought their families' tickets as presents. It was a whole family ordeal. It's kind of sad to see that go. Well, you know where the downfall came into play. Black Friday, and everybody got pissed saying well, that was taking away from Thanksgiving. And and they decided to take yeah. it out on wrestling instead. Bastards. 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 It's okay. I don't know if I could handle... God, went out to visit my family. Bunch of people. Bunch of food. Great times. Came home, cleaned. Next day, moved the living room around and Black Friday shopping and just... It was not a very relaxing few days. I just did not have it in me. To do the show, but it was nice to have the time off. I'll tell you what. It's good to be back, though. I'm excited for this one. Very it excited. Is great! Oh, very excited. Got a little very chub going. excited. Not a little chub. I don't know what you're talking about. Ah. Uh, but, no, you know, seen it. before you rub the chub, you gotta blow the load for the sponsors. They get the early nut. Right at the top of the show. And of course, I'm talking about Qualities T-Shirt Company. Bringing you custom tees with sublimation, heat transfer, vinyl, and decals. Special gifts. Shirts for all occasions. And many great varieties. That Boy Saint hooks you up fat with your self-branded needs. And not only that, but the boy just got a tattoo license. Get you some ink in Wilmer, Minnesota. That dude Saint, he's got you on deck. Of course, can't have one without the other, as I always say. 
Monster Wear Clothing, bringing you the rest of what you need to get your name out there to the masses for all your small runner book orders on decals, stickers, t-shirts, hoodies, hats, glassware, jerseys, and many other types and styles of fabrics, along with custom graphics and logo design services. My boy, Cujo the Cannibal, a.k.a. Corey Matthews, got you covered. Get yourself a handcrafted, hand-painted hockey mask. It's pretty great. It's That's awesome. Stuff. And does he do uh, women's shirts as well? Oh, of course. Actually, uh, of course, I think he he's does. got. I think he's got underwear. Even if you're looking for some underwear, Ooh. yes, little sexy Santa present. If you could slap something on something, he'll do it for you. I'm telling you, you need to celebrate the women. The women are very important to all of us, both in our personal lives and in our pro wrestling accoutrements. And not only are we going to discuss some badass women's feats, some firsts in WWE women history, some uh, vulgar comments against some women coming up, but I figured this was a great time to highlight a giant monumental moment in WWE history, let alone this week in pro wrestling history. And this one happened 12 years ago on December 6th. That's right, uh, 12 years ago to the date of us recording this on WWE's flagship show, Monday Night Raw. Raw ended when Lita defeated Trish Stratus to win the WWE Women's Championship. It was the first time a women's match main evented Raw. And that's awesome. But what's horrible, Pasty, is we wouldn't see the women close the show again until October 4th, 2016. Holy shit. That's insane. That is ridiculous. It it took like a decade for it to ever happen again. And that happened when Sasha Banks defeated Charlotte for the new or current version of the WWE Women's Championship. Well, one of them. Well, at at the time it was, and now it's uh, <laughs> now there's multiple, and yeah, we know how that goes. It fractured, and that fractured into tag team titles. So when you talk about the uh, women's evolution and revolution, and of course you can pinpoint a million and one different spots on the map it happened, but one major milestone, at least for WWE and WWF, was here with Lita and Trish Stratus. Oh, yeah. We're two women who actually, I think, helped push the way towards having actual athleticism, physicality, and pro wrestling moves in the ring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people would say this was the start of the turning point. Lita and Trish are both very profound wrestlers of their time. Uh, Trish, you know, Trish still landed towards the the other side, but she had the skill to back it up, which which is, is a lot more than most had in those days. Yeah, she started out as just a diva, but she definitely, especially for, for women at that time, took the time to actually learn some wrestling moves and try to perform wrestling moves. <gasps> wow. Right. Crazy. No, I don't think her, Tori Wilson, Stacy Keebler even, I don't, I don't think those you know three get enough crazy? credit. Yeah. There's a lot of women that probably deserve a lot more credit than they get. And 
we're going to get into a subject about that moving forward from a from a classic wrestler that we all used to know and love. Yeah. But another person that that rambles on. Yes, from time to time, we will find the ranting, raving, rambling of the token J.R.R. Yes, it's the Jim Ross ramblings of the week. Fat Mac, call me back. But that's not a, a sad, sad tale to tell because there's plenty of money out there, plenty of uh, revenues to, to earn. Nothing specific, quite honestly, um, and make significant profits. So uh, I, I, I just uh, I think that... Uh, uh, like uh, what, what, what we're talking about, train of thought. I just left. Uh, I was thinking about not, something else down the road. <laughs> Man, that was there a coherent thought in that in that string of Jim Ross <laughs> ramblings this week? There really wasn't. The man just he completely loses what he's doing. I'd say almost at least once per episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh... I uh, forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> Where am I? Yeah, no shit. Where's my wife? I love it, though. I still love it. <laughs> Jan? Jan? I yeah. smell the bar. I it, think the barbecue horrible, sauce but, you is know burning, I, Jan. I... <laughs> the man does have interesting stories, and it is. I still recommend anybody take the time if you have some time to listen to Grillin' JR with Conrad Thompson and Jim Ross. But, oh, so many times he just tickles me when it's like, I can already see it coming when you hear him talking and you're like, oh, no, he went down a path he doesn't know how to get back on. <laughs> it's fun stuff. Uh, yeah, and it goes without saying, but I think maybe we should make it clear. We don't we do not do this to talk, bring down the men. We do this because we love him and everything that he does. And his blunders are the best blunders, whereas his great commentary is some of the greatest commentary of all time. Uh. Oh, for sure. And let's be honest. This isn't like this isn't like we're, we're looking up some website of J.R. Gaffaz or, or anything like that. This is because we sit and we listen to the show and we hear it. It's like, oh, shit, there's another one. <laughs> I mean, it's it's completely out of love and respect, and we hope people don't think it's not because it truly is out of love and respect. But you got to have some fun with it too. Oh, you course. just have to. Of course. In fact, uh, I've I've been thinking about possibly expanding it because I, you know, I listen to other podcasts or other things, and I'm sitting here like, oh man, that would be a good one. I heard one from Bruce Pritchard not too long ago that I was like, God, that would be a perfect JRR. So we'll see what happens in the future, but JR JR hasn't really let us down yet, and there's still a few in the can we haven't even pulled out yet. So we're we're doing all right with Jim Ross here. Yes. Well, I think the man's an endless well. I mean, and this is all current content. We could dive back, you know. Yeah, we haven't even busted out any old school stuff. Uh, woo! So I watched uh, AEW this week. It was a pretty pretty damn solid show. It didn't really go many places but the the promos that were cut were amazing promo packages chris jericho once again proving why he's on the top of the world now has the lexicon of les champions and i was gonna get the list of names of people he refused to fight for the rest of this year but i forgot <laughs> to snag it and it was badass 
just check out that segment if, if you if you haven't seen AEW yet. Yeah, it's I absolutely love that too because it's like refuse to fight for the rest of the year. It's like there's there's two shows left, <laughs> right? Because they're not they're not running they uh they're not running on uh is it Christmas? Yeah, they're not running on Christmas or Christmas Eve, whichever one it is. So they got next week, then a week off, and then the week after that. <laughs> or no, no, actually, they have the next two weeks off. They only have next week. Oh, shit. Because they're off Christmas and then New Year's. Well, NXT damn. is off Christmas, but NXT is going to run New Year's. So, yeah. So it's like he's got one one show left of people he's not going to wrestle. And he's <laughs> going to fight Jungle it. Boy. Yes, because wins and losses matter in AEW. Well, it's not a championship match. <laughs> That's yeah. That's what's been confusing. It's kind of gone and, back I mean, and it is, forth. It is whether it's the, a championship heel, match, he, it isn't a championship match. No, Cody even they tweeted really it's not a championship know. match. Well, yeah, I know, but it's like, yeah, they they keep going back and forth. It, it'd be nice to have a solid, you know, a solid. Yes, this is right. just a match, not a championship match. Oh, this will be good though. But, I'm looking forward to this more than I was looking forward to Jericho and Darby. You know what I mean? I. I'm I want to see guy. what I want to see what what Jack can do. See, and this is me. I'm an old school guy, and I would really love to see the AEW champ champ have a squash match and just beat the ever loving shit out of Jungle Boy and pin him and then pull him up at two and a half and then keep doing it and just you know maybe get Jungle Boy like one little spurt of offense. But I'd like to see him, you know, be a heel and be a heel champ and and completely squash the kid. I don't think it's going to hurt Jungle Boy because obviously no, right. he has the worst record in the company, so he's not <laughs> going any lower. So it doesn't hurt the kid. Hmm. No, um, I think it's. I, th- I do think it's nice that they're quote unquote feeding the champion a jobber at the yeah, end of the year. You have to. You should. In a way, I mean, I in a way, it's kind of their thank you to Chris Jericho, right? It's his little Christmas present. Another notch on the belt. There you go. Speaking of on the belt, I think the the worst promo of the week went to uh, Brandy Rhodes. I don't know if you saw Surprise. that. Surprise! <laughs> some some psycho fan wanted her hair to be taken, and they couldn't get the buzzer going, so they cut it off with scissors. It was a fun time. That's no psycho fan, pasty. But we'll get into that in the comings right. and goings. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Brandy Brandy just really needs to be off tv she she might be a really great talent relations woman or um, a brand branding officer or whatever Brandy you know. officer she 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 probably is i mean she's obviously not stupid but she definitely does not belong on tv at all she's let's put it this way she's no vicky guerrero yeah. love love vicky or hate vicky vicky deserved to be on tv you know she owned the screen when she was on there brandy is uh not good heat. Sometimes they say there's well, no such thing like as that. it seems like the but... bunny alley is planning to take her down a notch. I guess we'll see how that works out. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I think, I think, um, awesome Kong is going to rip through the butcher and the blade, <laughs> you know? Yep. It'll be good times though. Uh, I do love how awesome Kong's character is progressing though. Yeah. Yeah, I no, it's, it's really that. cool. Taking scalps, I, I dig yep. that whole whole aspect. It's pretty cool. Truly, and if they're doing it, if they're doing it now, where where women are donating their hair for for locks of love or something along those lines, that's even better. Yeah, 
it's a heel gimmick for a good reason, and that makes me really happy to be a wrestling fan. And yeah, could could you have it be any better? You have your cake and you eat it too, right? Yeah, I love that. Absolutely love it. But I also watched uh, NXT, which was good, but I wouldn't watch until next week when they're going to be. Uh, it's going to be Finn Balor versus Tommaso Ciampa versus Keith Lee in a triple threat to determine the number one contender for Adam Cole's title. Now that's going to be a match to watch. That is going to be fun. <laughs> I'm I'm so huge on Keith Lee right now. It's it's amazing. And uh, we do have to mention, I, I think it was last week, not this week, but we didn't air last week. Um, reason not to watch, NWA Power had a, uh, a lights out match. It was question mark versus, um, oh, who's the big ass, uh, who's the big ass beast? Uh, oh, why am I drawing a blank here? Cause I didn't, cause I didn't come prepared. I just remember <laughs> watching it. Oh my gosh. Um, Zane Dawson, Zane Dawson, his question mark versus Zane Dawson in an empty arena match and, um, an empty arena match. I'm an old school guy. That should be a fight all over through the, through the stands into the aisleways, throwing people around. They you just know, kicked I'd 15 like to say people bloody. out of the building for a match. Basically. I, I, I'd say <laughs> bloody, but this one was an empty arena match that took place in the middle of the ring. It was like five, six minutes long, and there was no hardcore action at all. It was basically just a regular match, just nobody's seen it. <laughs> it sucks because so, their 30 fans are really strong. Is exactly. a really strong crowd. And I've been loving NWA Power, and I really haven't had anything negative to say about it. But, man, I was really, really disappointed. Well, it's about time, episode. I guess. Everybody's yeah, got to prove they're mortal it. at some point. Exactly. So that's a that's a reason not to watch NWA Powers. If you read that there was a, 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 a empty arena match on Power and you like Question Mark, well, I've been digging the, the Question Mark character. You know what? They did that lights out on sanctioned match on Power for all the fans who complained about the Moxley uh, Omega <laughs> match being too violent. Being too violent, yeah. <laughs> this is how you do a lights out match. It was yeah. Jim Cornette's last request on his way out the door. And it was just awful. So there you go, folks. If everybody thinks I suck NWA's dick, there you go. Do not watch that. And, and in fact, that whole episode wasn't great. It wasn't bad, but wasn't great. But that segment was horrible. Yeah, I'll <sighs> say NWA has been kind of hit or miss for me. Oh, there's, there's, I'd say about half the time I tune in and just kind of have it on as background. Yeah. But. I still love the show. It's a great concept for a wrestling show, and God, I hope it goes on forever. And speaking of that, Pasty, we are running long and going on forever, so we really should move into what was some of the best, probably the best uh, wrestling we've seen all month. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's hands down easy to say. And it and happened last month. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, we're talking about NXT War Games 3. This time there's women. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and I got to give it to the women who had the first match on the card. The teams of Ripley, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai, defeating Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair, Io Shirai, and Kaylee Ray 
And you know, I really got to give him credit. Not only was this a very unique War Games match, it wasn't like a... This is a match that's so easy to get stuck in the same rut. Yes. And and it wasn't. They did a great job by having, first of all, the Dakota Kai turn, which you could see coming. We'll admit that. I think know. it was the best part of the match, to be honest. But it actually it set it up to be something completely different than what we've seen. And they didn't wait until the very end. They didn't wait for everyone to be in the ring and then her turn at the last moment. They waited for the door to open. She came out turned around, and just started just wailing. And and it ended up making the dynamic a four versus two. And and I think they really separated... We'll get into this a little bit more with the men's, but they really separated it in the kind of uh, accessories they used. The women used a lot of a lot of the chairs and a lot of other <laughs> oh, weapons I love and stuff that, like that. Shana threw in every weapon underneath the, the ring. Table. Yeah, well, Shayna threw in every weapon underneath the ring. The crowd was chanting, we want tables, and then booed Shayna Baszler when they got in the ring. And then for later, the men's war games match really only used tables. It was great symbiosis throughout. It was all tables. It was good stuff. It was. They they really made this two very different War Games matches. So I give them credit, and I will say this women's War Games match is one of my favorite War Games matches I've ever seen. Uh-huh. Better than most, if not all, of the ones I've seen in NXT before then. That's, I'm and I calling, I think I'm calling this paper my the determination best on which games. one I think was the best until at the end. All right. But yeah, I do believe that this is the best of the three might, War Games. It might have been. NXT. First one is always easy to say, yeah, no, that was, it's the original, it's great, it's not original, but whatever. <laughs> right. But this, the women's match was yeah. top notch. It was top notch to be 2v4 in that match and still come out victorious. Amazing. And of course, Rhea awesome, Ripley awesome, awesome. with the win for the team. And then, oh yeah, which which was great. It it helped tell the story. Yes, indeed. Then, pasty, we had the triple threat for the number one contender that was going to be on Survivor Series, and uh, we had some debate back and forth on this, you and I, but it ended up being Pete Dunne, who was the obvious choice, yes. whether it's right, wrong, or the other, defeating Damian Priest and Killian Dane in a very, very good triple threat match. It was, yeah, yeah. Once again, Killian Dane coming out the box and blowing minds. Nobody expects the work you get from Killian Dane from him, and it's amazing. I loved every minute of this match. The technicality... I don't have any complaints about it. This was just a very solid triple threat match from three amazing competitors with so much potential. Oh, all three of them are just, well, I'll give you two of them are just standouts and amazing. Killian Dana has potential, but he either hasn't He's so much better than we ever thought he would be though. That's, that's where I sit with him at this point in time. Coming I'll give from him these sanity, slightly better like, than I, didn't, I thought. I didn't give be. him shit from sanity or before that. 
yeah. I can actually enjoy watching the guy now. And of course, he was the third wheel in this match. Yeah, he definitely didn't stand out at all. Oh. But he came back hard on Pete Dunn this week on NXT. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And so of course, they got, at least they're telling the story and they're following through on the story. Yeah. Pete Dunn, of course, won the match, as we said. Moved on to face Adam Cole at Survivor Series the next night. And he pinned Damian Priest, which gave Fat Mac both the point for this match and what would be the point for the tiebreaker if it comes down to it. Correct. Correct. I was kind of surprised about that, to be honest. But I, like I said, like I said two weeks ago, storyline-wise, it made sense. Although I was surprised to see Killian Dane and Pete Dunn on NXT instead of Damian and Pete. But the storyline's still, still there. Yeah, apparently Damian's out with some kind of an injury for the moment. I just think they want to pull back on him. I don't think they want to overexpose him too fast. Which is smart. Yes, I think it's very smart. smart. I think he's going to be a big asset for the company going forward. (laughs) Up next, Pasty, then we had Finn Balor defeating Matt Riddle. Of course, you and I both called this. The one thing I didn't call, and I'll just say this to myself, or or for myself, I should say, uh, good match, wasn't uh, wasn't impressed. (laughs) Yeah, it should have been better for what it's worth. Um, Maybe if they gave him five more minutes, it could have been a little better. Yeah, probably. Uh, I also think as as Balor, I think it takes a lot of people time to be able to work a good match with Matt Riddle. Yeah. He, it's, he's it's, unique. It's a hard thing to do. I mean, Cassius Ono couldn't work a good match with Riddle to save his life, had to go to NXT UK, where now he claims to be the best wrestler in the or the best uh, uh what do they what do you say the best British wrestler in the, the world best, or something yeah like the best British wrestler <laughs> yep, in the world I love that it's so awesome <laughs> but that match that they had on NXT this week was bullshit it was not good it was just as bad as it always was so it just goes yeah. to show how long it takes so if you know, can but... have a good match with Matt Riddle it can be an amazing match but. That's not for everybody. I think Balor can and will maybe somewhere in the future, but I think Balor needs to be fighting people like Ciampa and Cole and people more in his size group, I guess. Oh, yeah. And And you know what we really um... need? We need Velveteen Dream back. (laughs) That's what we need. Oh, please give us him. (sighs) I miss him. Then, Pasty, we had the main event, the men's war game. Team Champa ended up beating the undefeated, or undisputed era to undefeated much era. my chagrin. I guess you could call them well, that. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Team Champa was Tommaso Champa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic. I screwed yes. that one up all of a sudden. And the surprise, Kevin Owens. Yes. Woo. I was pretty excited. I, I also immediately didn't anticipate Kevin doing too much because I'm assuming he didn't have all that much time to prepare. I well, you know, the way, the way they were building it up, I, I, I almost thought it was a guarantee that it was going to be Johnny Gargano. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, wow, I was, wow, if that's him. I did not expect him around right away. But 
Um, I think they did a good job of really teasing it was going to be Gargano and then giving us somebody like Kevin Owens who I wasn't expecting it to be. No, but it was very worth it. And some of the shit he did in the match was pretty fantastic. It's good to see Kevin Owens back on NXT's level. Granted, it only happened for the one night, and it probably won't happen again. I'm sure somewhere uh, like three, four months down the road, he'll For now. For now. Yeah. (laughs) I I hope so. He is so... Well, he's even said, you know, I mean, when he was there, he was there for like one month, and that was about it. He was there, won the championship, and left. Mm Mm-hmm. He didn't spend. He's not really an NXT guy, even though when well, his I think whole of gimmick, him, I think of him because he, he was the standard bearer and the, and the flag waver for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty awesome. Pretty 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 awesome. Keith but Lee no, got this really one, wore down. This, in this was match. another just fantastic. So <laughs> He blew up quicker than, <laughs> but in a match like this, a guy can do that. Yeah, right. There's definitely you know some I mean? leeway there. With yeah. this many people in there, he, he can take a while and take a little nap and. Yeah, it um, it was it was a fun, very fun match, very hardcore. Lot of lot of hard hitting spots, stiff spots for sure. Uh. And I was on the fence of which War Games was better throughout the whole time. It's like, oh, the women's, the men, the women's, the men. Then I was getting there, ah, the men's is really good. And I like how they're doing so much with so little gaga. There wasn't so many weapons, a lot of tables, but not a lot of weapons. Yeah. But then, pasty, the end of the match happened, and uh, (laughs) it it stole the show for me. Holy shit. Yep. All, all that folks, came to mind at the end of that it, match you was know, Tommaso Ciampa's theme song, Ciampa. No One Will Survive. Yeah, Ciampa actually air raid crashes Adam Cole from the top of the War Games cage through double tables. Holy, holy, holy shit. And not only was that great and amazing, and not only... It's another one of those where I'm like, I never want to see anybody do that again. I'm so happy I've seen it, but so much can go wrong. But I don't know, Pasty, if you watched the NXT, was it the NXT? No, the, the ROH um, table for three. Uh, I think it was ROH or the independent one, whatever it was. Adam Cole was on there, and he was talking about the, the War Games match prior to this one, and... And when he climbed to the top of the cage and he kind of inchwormed along it, he was talking about how he's scared of heights and he could not stand up on that because he was so terrified and froze, so he kind of inchwormed along it. And then I'm seeing him up here being held upside down in the air by Ciampa, and I'm like, wow, that takes some fucking guts. Yeah, yeah, that could have ended very badly, very easily. Just, oof. Truly. Scary, but made for an awesome moment. It was, And, and might I say, Champa hit it perfectly. Like, yeah. it, when you watch the replays, the first time I watched it, I was so scared to death. But when you watch the replays, he really, really, really took care of Adam Cole. Yes, very much so. It did kind of look like he Hurt, slipped a I'm little sure. bit at the beginning. But 
he he did his best to take care of Adam Cole, and yeah, you could tell that, that was it was done in a very very safe manner. Yeah, risky but safe. Uh-huh. There's a difference between risky and dangerous. Yeah, and just beautiful how he landed into the pin. Both men just oh dead. yeah wow. Yeah, what else are you gonna do? You just lie there. <laughs> you let yeah, Keith Lee pin him. That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> and it was good that it was just a. There was no bullshit. It was a straight up pinfall victory with no questions, no late kickouts, no, no anything goofy. Just like, yep, they won, hands mm-hmm. down. And how how dastardly was it? Champa's like, come on, Cole, let's go to start the match. And then Cole's like, nah, I'm going to hang out back. You go ahead, O'Reilly. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. You know, yeah. you're being the heel leader of the group. Yep. And then Champa still at the end, it ended with Champa and Cole. Yeah. So they, they told that whole story. I mean, that is psychology. That is storytelling. That's old school wrestling that even if you don't consciously catch it, you'll still enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And in the back of your mind, it just makes that much more sense. It's, exactly. It's a, it's a beautiful thing what they're able to do on NXT, and especially like Champa, the storylines he's been in throughout his career in NXT have just been top caliber of yeah. any organization of any time period. He's definitely solid. He's definitely one that uh, that you want on the team. One you don't want to let go of in NXT, and. Um, We'll actually discuss that a little further later on also. Yes. But, Pasty, again, as the jackass who has to keep us moving, I'm going to try to wrap us up here. Um, I do want to say, as the jackass who wants to toot his own horn, Mac ended up winning this pay-per-view with 3-2. to two. Yes, indeed. So I walked away with a victory here. Pasty, um, I kind of tipped my hat on which one I thought was the best match of the night. I'm going with the men's war game. Uh, what was your match of the night? You know, I'm still torn between the two. Uh, both the war games matches, of course. Uh, of I course. think if you're going to go with the men's, I'm going to say the women's because, honestly, they elevated each other. Truly. I agree. And as for a grade, I'm going to have to say, yeah, A show. I, I don't know that I'd say A plus because the two middle matches I kind of could have done without. In context, they're both they were both decent matches, but in context with the War Games matches, like, yeah. 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 So then, um, I gave this pay-per-view an A grade. I... You know, the, the two War Games matches were A-pluses. The triple threat match was definitely an A for sure. Finn and Matt Riddle kind of dropped the grade. for they, they killed the curve, in my opinion, personally. O- only down to an A. Come on, that's not horrible. <laughs> no, not bad at all. But um, that's what I'm putting it at. Pacey, what are you putting it at as far as a letter grade? No, I said I'll give it an A. All right. <coughs> it was a solid Ooh. show. It was uh, definitely if you have easy to seen do it, when there's only four matches on the card. Uh, yeah, more more companies need to uh, pay attention to this, and yeah. it's only a um, it's only a three hour show, you know, mm-hmm. a, a, a swift three hours. It went by like nothing. Yeah, like butter. I love it, butter man. Speaking, speaking of butter, 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is what everybody tuned in for, Pasty. This is the titular segment of the night. Yes, and we know all you crazy cats out there in podcast land have been waiting in anticipation, filling a warm bath with bubbles. And now you are slowly sinking in, because it is time for A-E-W Auto Auto Erotic Wrestling. Wrestling. Yes. Oh man, I am so excited for this segment. So we both came up with some, well, like I said at the top of the show, we used a website called Talk2Transformer.com. Go ahead and use it for all your own needs. Help we recommend to grow it that robot strongly. brain because this website will take any ideas you put in. You can just go as little as a sentence or you can go as much as you want and it will continue like a, a, a sizable paragraph or more. I wish I had this when I was taking creative writing in college. Oh, yeah. Because, man, right. it would have made it so much easier. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, kids, kids these days are just got it so easy. I can't even imagine like where, where this technology will be six months from now. It's, it's outstanding. Like just to see where it's at now, it, it blows my fucking mind. And we used it for the ultimate good. And that's writing, uh, perverse wrestling fan fiction. Is there <laughs> any better reason? <laughs> And to one-up that more, since it's not a game, but we want to make it as interesting as possible, I will be reading the Fat Max contributions, and he shall read mine. And we have not read these previous to right now when we are going to read them live. (laughs) I think it's going to be a good time. We just posted them um, mere minutes before we went live, and... So yeah, this is as we read them. It's the first time either of us have heard the other ones or yes, seen the indeed. other ones. Yes, I think I think this is honestly going to be on par with like Lost in Translation, as far as things go. But it's up to you, fans, to let us know in the comments on Facebook.com forward slash Beefsticks Podcast. Come and join the party. But now it's time to begin. You want to give us a little bit of context on this first one before I start? Um, all I'll say is that this is a throwback to the Attitude Era, and this is a story about two DXers who love each other greatly, and if you know any history about X-Pac, you'll, you'll understand where this uh, came from, where it originated. I love it. Anything with X-Pac, it's going to be good. Yeast infection? <laughs> it's not, but that is a good guess. all right here we go it was now that x-pac realized it was a good thing he had torn his sphincter as hunter was packing a huge bazooka so what is it you want to do to my butthole today Pac asked you said you liked butthole nah he i told you i told you you make me want to fill it up with cock what's your bonus or do you want my ass, too? How about I blow you and you pump it into me? Well, I don't think that works without chips, salsa, and a condom. <laughs> I've been using a meatball stick to avoid passing out. Or maybe I just don't have access to the best ingredients. I try to stay away from condoms tasting like teriyaki sauce or avocado. 
I have tried it with jalapenos, guacamole, apple cider, salsa verde, and it tastes okay, and I still get it stuck in the butthole. (laughs) (laughs) Jalapenos, man. Jalapen that ass. Right. Well, it's great that he says he avoids (laughs) condoms tasting like avocado, but then he says, I've tried it with guacamole. (laughs) (laughs) Does he not realize? (laughs) No, no, I don't think he knows. I don't know where this uh I don't know where this generator gets its shit from, but it is just fun. It really like jump switches but kept the topic at the same time. It's beautiful. Right. Oh <sighs> now pasty, uh I'm 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 gonna be on to pasty's first one. Do you got a, a little something to bring us into the give us some tech yeah. context? Yeah, this is this is um Current going off of current WWE storylines, I'm really intrigued. I'm both horrified and intrigued by this Rusev Lana Bobby Lashley storyline. So I have used our good friend TalkToTransformer.com to cultivate a finish to this storyline that I hope WWE will hear on this podcast and choose to use. I think it's the cleanest way out, to be honest. I'm excited for this, so I'm just going to get right into it. Rusev watched from the closet as Bobby Lashley ripped off Lana's blouse and placed her on the four-post bed. By now, Bobby was ready to proceed. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, I need this shirt, Rusev said. I'm going to have a harem. It's a job requirement. I have to be in charge of that. I am going to have multiple women. Showing the umbrage that would come with having such a horribly humiliating situation are the hundreds of women who have women or do not. (laughs) Bobby leaned over and lifted his nipple, watching with satisfaction as a droplet of blue liquid began to drip off the smutty right hand of his partner. Lana moaned in pleasure as her vagina tensed up and she grinded against the wooden stud in her ass. Her meatballs grinding on the bench between her ass cheeks. Bobby squeezed her pussy, squeezing and squeezing, letting out a low moan as a gush of cum erupted. Lana turned around, revealing bare cheeks and swollen, lumpy breasts. Okay, Rusev said. You're naked. Yes, sir, Lana said. Get on your knees. Lana let out a long moan, which Rusev then grabbed by the shoulder. Lay down! Lana did as told, and Rusev sat Lana's face. Open your mouth, Rusev ordered. Speak! Lana opened her mouth and didn't look up. Rusev pulled her back to the edge of the bed and lifted her up by her chest. (laughs) Nasty bitch! What you got on your mind, he asked. About your lover, Bobby. Find out next week on WWE Raw. (laughs) Isn't that great? I think it's great that there's two stories in a row that involved meatballs. <laughs> right. Yes. It's all about what the What were the odds? <laughs> <laughs> I also love that she had a wooden stud in her ass. Oh, this is, this is great. She had the, uh, 
I was just going to say, she had that wooden stud in her ass. I love that a droplet of blue liquid dripped <laughs> off the smutty right hand. Uh, shout out to Blue Chew, maybe. I don't know. Did it come out of Lashley's nipple? Uh, and, and I love her lumpy breasts. Yeah. Uh, Swollen uh, lumpy breasts. Not like nothing else. It's a good lumpy breast. <laughs> Wasn't that in 40-year-old yeah, virgin? Good... <laughs> they feel like I... sand? <laughs> I watched like 15 minutes of that movie and shut it off, so I don't know. <laughs> but I do know that this this is probably a better way to end the storyline than WWE will ever come up with. Right, and I mean, it could still continue. This this left you on a cliffhanger because she oh. hasn't answered yet. Rusev just no, caught her in the act. <laughs> we just know she's a nasty bitch. I love how Rusev is watching from the closet and, and is just like, I need this shirt. <laughs> It's, going, know, right? it's a job requirement. I'm going to have a harem. <laughs> I'm worried, though. I'm worried about Lana because he lifted her by her chest. <laughs> That's why Ouch. do you think she's got swollen, lumpy breasts? <laughs> that would lumpify my titties, It's too, a common occurrence. It's why she turned to Lashley in the first place. <laughs> Apparently. He can't lift you by those breasts. Save me, Bobby. <laughs> uh, I want to continue this story. It's beautiful. It's awesome. <laughs> and I actually stitched this together from a few different continuances because I was trying to piece mine together. And I was like, well, I like this one. And then I redid it just to see what the next one was going to be like. And it continued the story kind of. So I'm like, okay, we'll stack them. And that's what both mine <laughs> ended up being. So we'll have three from Fat Mac and two from me, but mine are extra large. You got nice long. You got nice big ones. I got little short spurts you were in for the you were in for the marathon i was in for the sprint <laughs> and uh we got a really short one next but uh this one pasty this is one like similar to yours it's about a current storyline happening but a current storyline that's happening in real life and not on the screens of pro wrestling involving one of our favorite multi-named men and one of the most baddest bitches out today all right here we go on the night before Johnny had to leave Taya Valkyrie for that southern wrestling company, he wanted to please her pussy, to make her come all over the place. He had to get to Taya first. That's how he did it. Over Taya's so squeaky ass. The way she orgasmed on his tongue. You could taste the pussy juice right on him. It took him five fucking minutes before he got Taya come. His passion only burned up with this. He had to hold her to make sure she went to sleep. She didn't get a wink. What a man. (laughs) What a guy. (laughs) I like that old Johnny. Didn't even try to bring her with, though. He's just like... No. No, Thank you, man. Send her on her way. I love the fast the fact that um, this generator cusses and everything too. Yeah, yeah. Like you gotta yep. love that. Whatever you put in, it's like it reciprocates like the the feeling of what you put in, and it, it'll go with it. Yeah, yeah. Because I I was surprised when I see it seen it knock out five fucking minutes. I was like, wow, way to go. <laughs> I was kind of impressed. Yeah, yeah the inflection's all right. It, it's it's solid. I love it. <laughs> now get ready for some five-star gold about Vince McMahon and his golden boy oh. with the golden fist. All righty, then. 
Vince was no stranger to anal fisting, and clearly laid out what he expected of Roman. Vince was impressed that his cocked toy would be so easy to use in a cuddle position, the very cock-sucking position that he was craving. During his first session, he easily went about two and a half inches into his rope-fisting session. The rest was more like playing catch-up and doing more with his cocks. With more practice, he was able to ride his thrusting toy. If you have to do it, I'll be happy with it, pal, he said. I do not like to look at people's buttholes, insisted Roman, snacking on a biscuit. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, good, because I've got some. Vince started. Uh, This is, uh, different. Most importantly, Vince was aware that Roman liked anal fisting, so in a way, he accepted it. Right? No, he didn't. (laughs) I find the concept of premeditated fisting so incredibly dull that I would have to give up on any sort of thought compromise. I find it unimpressive to a degree, and I find it meaningless. Unless it's a discussion about how just fucking big Roman is, Roman said. (laughs) That vain (laughs) bastard. (laughs) It was up to him, Vince, to submit. And his ass is wet in anticipation. Come on, pal. It's such good shit. Whatever happens... Roman was going to make sure this doesn't happen again in his life. Expectations made Roman's cock jump, fill and fill again. The cock pump never did have the novelty or action of the feet fuck, (laughs) but it felt good. Anal fisting is a rather (laughs) non-stressful and natural body part to learn. And this is only a brief review of Roman's method. After spending more than an hour with Vince, I'm sure you'll understand his full opinion on the experience. Perhaps, my friend, we should have shared a more explicit, non-vegan context of the event. (laughs) In conclusion, I now consider Vince as a man who will do anything for a decent pecker. No matter how crazy, obscene, or degrading. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't even concept. read this without cracking up. I do not like to look at people's buttholes. Insisted Roman, snacking on a biscuit. On a biscuit. Okay, good. Because I've got some. Uh, this is different. Like he's got huge anal fissures and warts. Right. Like, don't look at it. Oh, this is at a level. Anal fisting is a rather non-stressful and natural body part to learn. I mean, it is pretty natural. It's just your fist and your ass. Doesn't get more natural than that. I love how Roman looks at it like so scientifically throughout the whole thing. Like he doesn't like to do it, but if he has to do it, he knows how to do it. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Some of the it has such. 
naughty vulgar words and then it has such explicitly scientific and proper words that it's just it's just fucking great I love it <laughs> it is so I love fun. how Vince preps himself a la Paige during his first <laughs> session he easily went about two and a half inches about into his rope inches. fisting session <laughs> sometimes you just gotta start it out a little bit <laughs> But you know, with more practice, he was able to ride his thrusting toy. <laughs> oh, and Pasty, uh, how, how crazy and ironic it is that we're ending out with two, two, I might say. Well, maybe not crazy that it's two Vince stories, because Vince is probably the I think the Vince is the prepared. easiest one to stick in there, to be honest. <laughs> I almost, I almost did Vince's fantasy about Shane and Stephanie. That would have been a fun oh. one. That that's one for the future. <laughs> we we should almost do dueling ones. Like you and I both come up with a starting sentence, and that that's for another time though. Yeah. <clears throat> so this one, I guess I'll just uh, explain. This is Vince McMahon, as I mentioned, and this is one of his favorite things in the world. And if you've listened to our podcast before, or more, even more aptly, if you've listened to Bruce Pritchard's uh, podcast, something to wrestle you'll understand Vince's love of this particular body part. Oh, if you've listened to any beef sticks podcast, I think, you know, so let's get into it. If there's one thing Vince McMahon loves, it is chocolate titties, the chocolate cream, cream filled Oreo cookies, ones chocolate covered titties and all their edible glory. The titties are first rolled out of a hundred percent cotton. <laughs> Then sprinkled with finely chopped and shaved <laughs> butter. The end result is super soft and light. And you can wrap them up in a paper bag to put them in the freezer for a quick snack that'll keep the whole family happy. <laughs> they are fantastic titties for just about any occasion you can dream up. Every Christmas party, school party, or office get-together. I want to bust them out at school <laughs> in, a, in a paper bag. <laughs> They're chocolate titties, but really they're just 100% cotton. With chopped and shaved butter. There's no chocolate. <laughs> where, did this, where did this generator come up with the 100 That's the only thing that has anything to do with cloth in the whole sentence. It's like, they're rolled out of 100% cotton. <laughs> no I like how it essentially just it. stuck titties into something about food. I, yeah, it and, like tried to make did. a recipe for you. <laughs> Yeah, if you if you change the word titties, this wouldn't be funny at all. It'd just no. be normal. You know, if it was just like cookies. Vince McMahon loves chocolate cookies. He loves chocolate covered cookies in their edible glory. You know, the end result is you can wrap them up in the freezer. They're fantastic cookies for any occasion. Made of rolled out of one hundred percent cotton. Oh, oh some, I love it. Some good cotton cookies, buddy. See, and this it just is goes good. to this show not everything has to be entirely back. vulgar from this this definitely robot mind. Uh, but I think hands no. down, Vince no, and Roman can, for the this, win. This can can put out some really. Oh, I well, hands down, if you know what I mean. <laughs> hands up. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there, buddy. Uh. 
I like this. This one's coming back. And, uh, yeah, we can always do multiple themes, although we, we definitely have to we have to keep doing the autoerotic. Oh, yeah. No, the, the because there's just so much you can do. Because it's just, it's just funny. I'm sorry, but we're, we're grown children, and we just laugh about dirty shit that isn't supposed to be dirty. <laughs> or dirty shit that's really supposed to be dirty. Either we're way. Men. I'm sorry. We're men. <laughs> Mm, I definitely you. think I'm going to keep bringing back <laughs> these long form ones. And though. talking about dirty shit, Pacey. Yes, it is time. I, I think I'm going to have to try that next time. This was my first foray into it. Oh, it's so fun. And then, like, if it starts <laughs> to get ahead. off topic, you can just, just copy, like, the last two lines of what it put out last and try to get it to go off of that. So you, you can do a lot of different right? things to freak it. I will admit, I, I put it. in the it's such good shit in a couple of pounds. We're going to be doing it. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, you think I didn't realize you put in that such good shit? <laughs> I had to do it. It, it was so funny. So fitting. But yes, folks, it is that time of the week again. It is time to get your news in your face with the Savage Sentinel. Woo! I can get it started for you. And basically, we're we're starting off this week with uh, maybe some sad news, but more, I think, just uh, just something that needs to be talked about and isn't talked about enough. And we'll, I say we just we, we discuss it a little bit after we talk it over, but it's a kind of long one. Yeah, I but, will uh, say we, we, we have go. we have discussed this at some point in the past. We Mar- thought all this was kind of behind us because people just knew better. Well, yeah, exactly. So here it is. Mauro Ranallo was all set to call some of the NXT matches at Sunday's Survivor Series, but he apparently ended up taking off the day after deleting his whole Twitter account, apparently over a tweet made by WWE SmackDown announcer Corey Graves. For those who missed it, perhaps... Graves tweeted Saturday night that Morrow was talking over Nigel McGuinness and Beth Phoenix during war games. He tweeted, Just for the record, guys, I know you wouldn't know it, but there's actually a WWE Hall of Famer and a former Ring of Honor champion on commentary. I'd imagine they have a lot to offer. Now, Morrow, who has been open about his mental health issues and dubs himself the bipolar rock and roller, deleted his Twitter account the very next day. It was then reported by Brian Alvarez that Morrow did show up to the Allstate Arena on Sunday, along with his close personal friend Frank Shamrock, who stood up for him on Twitter in a tweet to Graves. But there's no word yet on what actually happened at the arena on Sunday. But Morrow did not work the pay-per-view, we know that. Michael Cole had mentioned on commentary that Morrow was so excited and passionate at TakeOver the night before that he blew out his voice. But that was just a storyline reason without, you know, bringing up Morrow's personal issues to the public, which I think was great. Corey Graves then opened WWE after the bell with an apology to Morrow Ronaldo. He said, and I quote, I need to address something. This past Saturday during the TakeOver War Games event, I sent out a tweet. 
It was an unpopular opinion, as I often do with the intent of just stirring up a little controversy, maybe have something fun to talk about on TV or here on the show. It was maybe not the most professional way to go about things, and it was never meant to offend or disrespect or disparage anybody. That was never my intention. I apologize deeply. I would never intentionally cause anybody undue stress, especially a co-worker, so I apologize. So, Pacey, as you mentioned before we got going, this isn't really the first time we've discussed this or talked about this. How do you feel about the situation from both sides, from Graves and from Morrow? Uh, well, um, got it. You see, two days ago, I would have felt completely different, I think. I don't know. I, I, I'm salty at Graves because he should know better. Um... But I did watch uh, Mauro Ranallo's, uh Showtime documentary, Bipolar Rock and Rolla, like two days ago. And so yep. uh, I can't fault Mauro here. You know, this is the, it's the one thing he does that keeps him balanced and, and makes everything right for him. And, and he's the I best think... at it. If if. if, if if you could tell me Nigel McGinnis or Beth Phoenix was better at, at commentating than him, then I guess you'd have a stance, but he he's the best thing going, and he's great at it. He is. I think he's probably the, as far as all announcers right now on television, he's probably my number two under maybe an unpopular and maybe an odd pick, but I think Ian Riccoboni is, like, the best announcer at all. He does Ring of Honor, and Ring of Honor isn't doing their greatest work right now, and uh, he's done New Japan, but he's just... I like him. He's like Marl Ronaldo, but he doesn't quite get as excited for as long or yell as much. Mm. But it's not bad, because Marl sucks me in. and you, We feel it, and it's genuine. Yeah, yeah. It's genuine. But I give Mauro credit that he doesn't bl- he doesn't pull an ACH. He doesn't blow up mm. at anybody. He doesn't send angry tweets. He doesn't say, fuck JBL, fuck Corey Graves, fuck WWE. He retreats. He takes personal time, which is, which is not only healthy, but it's difficult for people with these kind of issues to actually do. Mm-hmm. So I give him credit, and I'm going to say this. I don't fault Corey Graves. I think what he said wasn't rude. I don't think it was bad, and I don't think he meant it in a mean way. Um, no, because he did say that he, he had intended on bringing it up the next night when they were sharing the booth. Yeah, and, and I will say this. As somebody who has uh, dealt with kids with this and somebody who has his own – I got my own mental problems. I, I honestly think that sometimes when you hear somebody else say something like that, like, I, I think when Morrow read that, I don't think Morrow was mad at Corey Graves even. And, and this is just me speculating. I've, I've got no reason to believe this is how Morrow feels. But this mm. is me speculating that I think when he read that, he didn't feel that Graves was being mean. He honestly felt bad for himself. Like, oh, shit, I really respect Beth and I really respect mm. Nigel. Fuck, did I not give them? Realizing, you know, was I being yeah. selfish? Was I doing that? And so he retreated because he felt bad about himself. I think. Well, yeah, he, and then it doesn't help that all the people on the internet lashing out at Corey about oh, it. You know, I can yeah. assume that and, it well, and there's people 
to be to be fair, there were a lot of fans that were lashing out at Morrow over the same issue. So mm. bring it back a little bit. You know what? Hazing is all part of fun and games, but when somebody's been so open about having these issues, yeah. I think we should be open about respecting those issues a little more. Yeah, right. Uh, it would have been so good to see him on, on Survivor Series calling. He it could have only helped. Yeah. <laughs> As I told you before the show, I don't think NXT felt at all like NXT on Survivor Series. They they had to water themselves down a whole lot across the board. They were, and, I, from what I've heard and kind of from what you've said, they were kind of like the, um, what was the WWE CW? Yeah. Was it was to ECW? That was what this NXT was. It was the WWE NXT, not mm. NXT. But Morrow was was back on NXT yesterday. He was Wednesday. finally. So he he did miss a whole week because he wasn't on uh, Survivor Series and he wasn't on next week's uh, the the next week's NXT. Mm-hmm. But he was on this previous NXT. So which, uh, according to his track record, is pretty great turnaround time. Oh, awesome! We're just ha- we're just happy to have him back. We yeah. love having him. Yeah, no, I just I would hate to have something like this happen and it be the one thing that pushes him over the edge. But I think he knows he's got so much to live for. I think hopefully we're out of that. You know boat by now but with with that mental condition i mean anything is possible and you got to tread lightly we all hope and pray that that we all hope and pray that maro ronaldo outlives us all i think so honestly i think he will go down as the goat announcer of all time across maybe any sport oh that's that's a, that's a discussion for a different time, <laughs> but it's also apples to oranges. So right. that that yeah. really gets hazy. <clears throat> More controversy, though, Pasty. Oh yes, I'm all about that controversy. As last Saturday, Rosemary versus Taya Valkyrie versus Sue Young versus Jordine Grace headlined Wrestlecade Super Show, one of the biggest indie events in the U.S. <laughs> Although this news is worthy in its own right, having four of the hottest non-WWE women main eventing a huge show like this, sadly the talk is coming out of it is the bigoted remarks of the Sandman, former five-time ECW World Heavyweight Champion. Thick Mama Pump tweeted, Hey, remember that time the Sandman came up to four women about to main event to tell us women main eventing is quote-unquote wrong and quote-unquote, any male wrestler with any sort of experience would agree. Was this in 1998? No, it was tonight, December 2019. After a fan told her not to tell them these things because it was ruining their childhood, she replied, how do you think I feel? Don't meet your heroes, period. (coughs) AEW champion Chris Jericho tweeted, his thoughts on Sandman's statement saying, I don't agree. Madison Rain wrote, gross. I hope he stuck around to see that match and eat his words. Will Ospreay commented, really? Most of the women wrestlers are pulling off more innovating and exciting stuff than ever before. Can't tell you the amount of times I go to watch Stardom match and want to retire because their matches are insane. Let's not interfere with progress. Everyone keep killing it. Shaza McKenzie shared, I am speechless. Melissa Santos tweeted, what the fuck? Wow. 
and Rebby Hardy simply wrote, wow, which is saying quite a bit because it's hard to get Rebby to shut her damn mouth. Yeah, for her to have one <laughs> word, you know she was fucking speechless. <laughs> it's just or, another... Or in the process of giving birth to their newest baby boy. Yeah, congratulations. I'm proud of them. Mm-hmm. Very, very sad, very bigoted remarks by Sandman that I think very few people echo, but a small vocal minority do. Yeah. Yep. It sucks because it's 2019 and so many people are, are so much more progressive thinking than that. But this tiny minority is just, it shines so much more against it. You know what I mean? Like you. Oh, yeah. One little thing and it you see it so much more. I don't know. And to kind of put this in perspective, though, to be honest. Sandman not only has never been known for his open-mindedness or intelligence, you know, but he's also just never been known as a good wrestler. He's said it himself. He's not a good wrestler. He had an awesome gimmick, and he could take punishment, but he couldn't fucking wrestle. He probably just wanted them to enter him into the match. (laughs) Yeah, he he was probably just drunk and was going off, you know what I mean? He's pissed Virgil keeps getting that AEW money. Oh, Virgil's getting that Olive Garden money. God damn. That man's been getting some breadsticks. He's been getting some breadsticks. Well, on to a uh, less controversial topic and uh, a shorter one, considering we had two large paragraphs. On November 26th, Luke Harper filed to trademark his indie ring name Brody Lee Pay Steve. Yes. As we have previously reported, Harper requested his release earlier this year, but WWE instead added six months to his contract. This due to time missed for a wrist surgery, keeping him with the company until early next year. So I would assume this just leads more to believe that he is definitely going to leave WWE when his contract expires. Yeah, are you looking forward to seeing Brody Lee versus John Moxley in an AEW unsanctioned lights out death match? I want to see Brody Lee versus Jimmy Havoc in MLW, baby. Ooh, that would be good too. I just I see that I name see his Brody name Lee. has has a lot more stock than WWE gave it credit and I think I think they're going to regret it as soon as he gets out there in the world. Let's put it this way, Brody Lee as a as an independent wrestler had a much bigger and more marketable name than John Moxley as an independent wrestler. Yeah. Now, as a WWE wrestler, obviously John Moxley definitely just rocketed past him. Nobody's taking that away. But for for Luke Harper, Brody Lee, whoever you want to call him, to leave WWE, if he does, which we're assuming he will, I think that name holds a lot of value. Yeah. I'm looking forward to him leaving. Yes, good good for him and good on him to get his to secure his name. Uh, that's not all in the Wyatt family gazette, folks. Woo. Bray Wyatt revealed a fiend-themed universal title on this week's SmackDown, which was last week, but we're talking about it now cuz we're airing against them live. The new handcrafted title belt was produced by Tom Savini Studios. 
Tom Savini is one of the most respected makeup artists in the horror genre, working on over 60 horror films, more than 40 of those as head makeup artist, including Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th, The Final Chapter, Creepshow 1 and 2, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Ted Bundy, and the soon-to-be-released Nightmare City, as well as Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, both which won the awards for the best makeup effects. If you like the Fiend Championship, you can too own one. Just visit the shop WWE.com and purchase one for the low, low price of $6,499.99. God damn it, pal. They'll pay $100 for a mask and some gloves. They'll pay $100 for a replica headlamp. Let's get them a title belt. Oh. My God. Everything about that, this news article is awesome until that last sentence. <laughs> it really is. Uh, What's ridiculous all, is people are actually buying it. That That is the most ridiculous. Plus, thing. this, I guess the price is also based on the fact it is a very limited run, and it's only being run once, at least yeah, for now. And every one of those, that's the uh, $6,500 one, are actual Tom Savini studio builds. They're not replicas. Mm. They are all official, including Bray Wyatt's, which I read and I, I, I looked a few times before we went on air here, and I haven't got it completely uh, uh, validated, but I have read that Bray Wyatt's isn't even number one. It was like number three or five. Oh, wow. So there's there's a couple of them floating around there um, that, that may be more than his. First thing I want to say is this, this at least answers our gripe from – I won't, from last episode where we said, oh, they just changed it to blue and we thought it was going to be something cool. Okay, they did do something cool. Badass uh, cool. Yep. So, and it was actually go. the same thing that, that I think that same exact belt was rumored to be the title before yep. they re- unveiled the blue one. And then WWE was like, well, we'll pump the brakes here real quick. I do like that they have brought two new titles into the, I mean, it's the same title, but two new variations of it into the picture at the same time. It's different. Yeah, and yeah. I love that they got somebody like Tom Savini to do this. I don't know who reached out to who, or how this came, but the fact that they had a horror makeup wasn't, artist icon wasn't make Tom this Savini the same one who did his mask. I I, I want to say I'm pretty sure that's who he said did his mask. It could be, and it would make sense. Yeah. So I I just love that they that they actually had somebody cared enough to put authenticity to it. It wasn't like, oh, let's just get somebody who can whip something up. It was like, let's get the man. Yeah. You know, let's get somebody who could make, you know, anybody could have made that belt almost look just as good for 500 bucks, but they got somebody who made it perfect for 6,500 bucks. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So. It's good. I just wish I could afford it. Uh, I, I, on the other hand, am very eager to get my hands on the replica headlamp. I'm just going to, I'm going to put up a corner shelf and it's going to sit on the shelf in the corner for the rest of the time. It's going to be great. Or you could just go to your local cemetery, dig somebody up and throw a fucking glow stick in it. I mean, yeah. one works pasty. The, the shitty thing is, is it's, it's a replica in the same sense that the mask is where the colors aren't right. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, obviously I hate that they do that. Like you don't got to but... fuck us out of, you know, they want to though. They want to. I know. To. I get it. Because then eventually, when they do decide to sell the official one, the value is that much higher. 
So, Pasty, every now and then we delve into the uh, business aspect of uh, pro wrestling, and we got we got some business news to talk about here at the end. Yeah, I was reading through this earlier, and I think I got six migraines. Oh. <laughs> so here we go. This is. I don't this think is you speak your... English for the first two lines, to be honest. Well, we're, we're going to try our best here, okay? All right. So... In Demand, which is the leading transactional video on-demand and pay-per-view programming distributor owned by the six C's, those being Charter Communications, Comcast Cable, and Cox Communications, announced that it has finalized a deal with All Elite Wrestling for a programming output deal that guarantees In Demand a minimum of one pay-per-view event per quarter through June 2021. Did so, folks, you're sense? getting four pay-per-views in a year from AEW. Minimum. M- minimum. Minimum. Yes. And and it's going to be carried by the majority of your pay-per-view providers, is the largest. So that's awesome. That means that means now they have to. That means more people four. have the chance to not pay sixty dollars for a pay-per-view Woo-hoo! in 2020. <laughs> And let's be honest, if Comcast is involved, I recommend pirating the shit out of that because <laughs> nobody should support Comcast. No, no. We should support AEW, but you should never support Comcast. So I don't know. It's kind of like a catch-22 there. AEW pay-per-view now with Monsanto GMOs. Yes. <laughs> Did your headache go away, Pasty? Yeah, it's, it's, it's all cured now. Okay. Because... A new free version tier of the WWE Network launched on Thursday secretly without word being spoken. Da-da-da. The homepage can be seen at watch.wwe.com as long as you're not logged in on an account, which is honestly very easy because I can't seem to keep my account logged in on my computer. (laughs) It currently features several categories. Trending now, every pay-per-view ever, which I'm surprised is there. Well, I don't know that it has every pay-per-view. <laughs> it's, it's just there. It's just one 20-minute one documentary about every pay-per-view ever. <laughs> right. And you basically, they basically just tell you the main event of each show. <laughs> NXT highlights, recent WWE highlights, WWE Top 10, which is recent highlights and NXT highlights. This is NXT, which is NXT highlights. Recent <laughs> in-ring programming, which is just highlights of what (laughs) happened recently wwe network essentials which just kind of highlights history in wwe that's that's a commercial for wwe network (laughs) tlc which is once again well probably just highlighting tlc matches throughout featured series watch full matches wwe horsewomen wwe champion brock lesnar wwe network pick of the week and there is a recently added section that features videos from WWE's YouTube channel. Which is also free, folks. Yes. So if you can't get YouTube on your streaming you device... Get them damn highlights, baby! <laughs> um, it's cool that they that they have started this now. I've, obviously, they just threw some random shit together. I'm assuming they're going to iron it out in the... I'm I'm guessing near future. You know, there's something else that they just started, and you said you did not watch Survivor Series, if I'm not mistaken. You are not mistaken. I have to ask, did you miss out on Stone Cold and and Mark talking on the Stone Cold show on network? 
The Undertaker? Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was I'm not good. excited for that. It was really good. I'm I'm sure it was. It was good. And not to, not only that, but uh WWE has started launching their anti sticks podcast campaign and the New Day now have their own podcast. Bastards. Mm-hmm. I never did like them three. <laughs> <laughs> New Day sucks. New <laughs> Day sucks. Uh, no, good for them. Good for them. And those are three of the most entertaining folks oh, yeah. I would love to uh, listen to in, uh, on a podcast. I think I think out of anybody in WWE that could have a podcast, I think this is probably the best bet. They're, they're definitely in the top ten, for sure. You know, I, I'm i excited for it. I'd love to see what happens, and uh, I might start listening to it. I don't know, because my podcast's calendar is so, <laughs> so full, especially this time of year, because I got a lot of TV podcasts I listen to, and this is the time of year, fall season is when all the TV shows are going, so... I have not checked it out yet myself, but I do have to assume it's going to feel something like the Edge and Christian pot of awesome. I hope it doesn't, because I know you were a big fan of it, but I just could not get into it. They're okay on the occasion, it. but I think Edge like backed off of it now, and it's not even happening anymore. So. Yeah, I don't think it's happening at all, and I just, I, I couldn't, I did not like listening to those two, as sad as that sounds. They were not enjoyable or entertaining to me through pure audio form. No, I definitely picked the episodes I list to listen to based on who was on their show that week. Yeah. And if there was nobody on the show, I just I didn't listen to the show at all. So sure. hopefully New Day isn't the same thing because New Day is even more visually representative than yeah. they were as far as character-driven goes with the pancakes and the unicorns and everything. So, uh, But obviously Kofi has been – or uh, Xavier has been doing a lot of YouTube stuff since long before WWE. Right. And Kofi is a seasoned veteran. It's amazing how long he's been in the game. And Big E just seems like a fun feller. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine the stories these guys have to tell. It's going to be a good old nerdy-ass time. It's gonna. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be fun. Um, hopefully it doesn't just come and go, you know. Right. Yeah. And, well, that happens. I would love to outlast New Day's podcast. That's that's my new life goal, I think. At least we have a good one up on them. Unless they're we, daily. If they're daily, we're fucked. Well, <laughs> Beef Sticks podcast is not one that's going to be coming and going. But, Pasty, it is time for us to get into the Beef Sticks podcast comings and goings, ironically. Yes, indeed. And we get to start it off this week with a little bit of positive news that we've been talking about for a while as John Morrison is headed back to WWE. Oh. It's currently unclear which brand he'll be assigned to, and the terms of the contract weren't disclosed either, but WWE.com is saying it's a multi-year deal. Oh, yeah, you got to get him for five years, right? Minimum. Of course. You get um, That's what he's got left, probably. Pro- yeah, that's probably... This is probably... Like a lot of legends, and and I wouldn't call Morrison a legend in WWE, but no. I would definitely call him a legend but he's a in wrestling face for sure. Yeah, and a legend outside of WWE. Yeah, so I could see him, like many others, wanting to end his career in WWE and then maybe taking a backstage position. Uh, all I can say is this man is entertaining wherever he goes, and he seems to give a positive rub anywhere he goes. 
but in the current WWE atmosphere, he's I just go to NXT, right? I hey. just hope he's. I hope he's doing it for the money and not for fulfillment because I oh. don't think he's going to get fulfillment out of it. Uh, I think so he'll get money. Where, where do you want him? SmackDown? I think SmackDown's pretty probably solid for him. I I honestly just Either way, you honest, kind of have an unattainable WWE champion right to beat. I, I don't watch WWE right now, so it really doesn't matter where he goes to me personally. I just want him to be happy. And if what he wants to do is collect a fat paycheck and he's not worried what kind of matches he has, then he's going to be happy. Yeah. If he wants to be fulfilled, he needs to go to NXT. Yeah, for sure. SmackDown is really loaded right now. And SmackDown is becoming the, the new Raw. Do we know what the difference in pay is between Raw, SmackDown, and NXT now that they're supposed to all be on equal footing? Because I'm pretty sure that pay ain't balanced. Raw and SmackDown have equal pay. NXT, I have heard, is rumored that they... Well, I think, we, yeah, we discussed it they on got, the show. They got it was rumored that they got pay. bumped, but they're definitely lower than Raw and SmackDown, yeah, guys. Yeah, because they're still sure. not, not a traveling show and not as big of a production. Yeah. <sighs> For sure. Um... But we got more people coming in, Pasty, and this time we got Melanie Cruz, who is signed with AEW. Now, you had mentioned her a little bit before with a little little tease. And, of course, to reiterate, Brandy Rhodes and Awesome Kong came out to the ring to announce the name of their new group. Well, of their group, and they're finally giving it a name, which is the Nightmare Collective. Nobody could have guessed that. <laughs> I think you um, need more than two people to be a collective, though, right? Well, they're, and they're like where, the nightmare pals right now. This is where Melanie Cruz comes in because Brandy Rhodes was interrupted by a quote-unquote fan in the audience who wanted to pledge herself to the Nightmare Collective. That fan, of course, was Melanie Cruz, and Melanie Cruz is a Chicago-based wrestler who has made her wrestling debut in 2008, and she has been wrestling for Rise, Shimmer, and other various independent promotions around the United States. So I, they keep they, they keep this. adding to their women's roster, but they're really not adding much depth to the women's roster. Yeah. We need storylines, we need matches, we need reasons to care. Yep. I, I hate to say it, but they almost need to add a third hour and give that hour to the women. But Or a uh, separate show for the women. Yeah. A separate yeah, a separate show would honestly be the way to go. Because WWE won't pull that trigger, and I really want somebody to besides Japan. And it works well. Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor has Women of Honor. Yeah, and it's and it's really good, and it took off. It's it's. I would dare say, and and this might speak more for where Ring of Honor is than for where Women of Honor is, but I would dare say they're on equal terms right now. Yeah, and yeah, stardom in in Japan, and then you got Shimmer and Shine both in the United yeah. States that are just huge women uh, superstars uncensored. Are, those are those are standalones, though. They're not offshoots of a different company, are they? Those are standalones, although Shimmer, Shimmer was the sister promotion of Ring of Honor until Ring of Honor decided to go its separate way and make its own, which is fine. Yeah, hey, sometimes you got to cut your sister out of the family. That's true. <laughs> no, I do like how... Brandy and Kong came in and completely like bulldozed the Dark Order here because the Dark Order is doing the same exact storyline with join the Dark Order. We yeah. want to, you're lost and you're abused and 
And then they came in and they like they like tied it up in a nice bow in like one segment. And the Dark Order is still <laughs> sitting over here spinning their wheels trying to get this out of their mouths. Like, <laughs> uh, it's funny. They should probably all come together. And and they very well may. They may end up. Uh, she may break off from her uh, quote unquote nightmare Cody group and. Or maybe Dark Order will join. Actually, it would make more sense for the Dark Order to join the Nightmare oh, family. I just don't want It'll be that. great when, when you know, the Nightmare Collective can be that dark side. And then, like, three years from now, Cody can have it. His, it was me. It was me all along. Because he's been the head of the Nightmare Collective, obviously, from the back. Right. You know, he wants to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose this is as good a place as any for me to say, oh, my gosh. You see the uh, new commercial for AEW? No, no, but I, I did read stop. about it a little bit. They just got to fucking stop. <laughs> the commercial came out the week that they lost that NXT. So I, I know, like... that's the best part. <laughs> so not only, folks, did they come out with a commercial that is literally just them bashing NXT. That's all it is. <laughs> it's them talking about how bad NXT is. So they are promoting the competitor. Um, so they did that and it came out on the, the week that they lost by a decent amount, not huge, but decent amount. Yeah. Um, God, there was something. Else. Oh, um, what was the other thing? Oh, the other thing they did is that, um, they're name dropping Adam Cole to, <laughs> to try to promote they their had, shit with, uh, with they had Britt Baker. Baker do the that's same Adam, pose and everything. Yeah. That's Adam Cole's <laughs> girlfriend. Just shut up. You don't need to talk about NXT. Don't talk about them. Leave them out of it. Ignore the fact that they exist and build AEW. Don't sell her as Adam Cole's girlfriend. <sighs> I, there's they, still they're that part so of me that's right. It, it's it's so wrong, but wrong. there's that part of me that's happy that they do stupid petty shit like this because I would want to do stupid petty shit like this. If I, was I agree situation. personally. Like, they well, are they're stone colds themselves basically because they're you know you know what I mean yeah but there's personals and there's business and and you should say to yourself you should sit backstage and be like oh it'd be funny if we did this and funny if we did that but then the business person and you should say yeah but that's horrible for business and we can't do that yeah you know stone cold never went out and talked about WCW when he was on top I mean look where president is right now it's acceptable <laughs> To do stuff like I know. This. Um, so that, I don't think there's any better time for a wrestling promotion to be petty like that than <laughs> right now. I I personally just want AEW to shine as AEW and not as, hey, we're not WWE. Just just show me that, honestly. Hey, but, Genesis does what Nintendo don't. I know, and look where Genesis is. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> It's now they're some making people's most now they're making games, games for Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> they're still doing what Nintendo. <laughs> no, they're doing Nintendo. <laughs> well, they're they're making the games that Nintendo won't publish themselves. That's what I'm saying. No, they're making games that Nintendo publishes. <laughs> they're making games for Nintendo. Oh, good stuff. Anyways, that was, that was a small little rant that we just had to get out of the way. Hey, this is but, good news right here, though. Yes. Replacing Jim Cornette as NWA's color commentator is, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. 
Stu Bennett, the former Ooh. Wade Barrett. Man, I wrestling has sorely been missing this guy since he, he took his leave. And even as a commentator, God, just his, his talking is amazing. He should have went to NXT. <laughs> <laughs> or AEW. God, I bet, I bet Cody's like, fuck, why didn't I think of Stu? <laughs> right? Yeah, they could use him. Did you see that shit two weeks ago when Dynamite fucking pulled a, a fan to do commentary? And it was like the worst thing I've ever seen yes. in my life. Like, holy shit. That was just awful. I, I give him it credit for It was a fucking sign it. up at a pay-per-view, one of the free pay-per-views. They had a sign-up sheet. People could sign up to join this club that they've never advertised anywhere <laughs> at any time. No. And they picked the worst guy out of the bunch. And you know, there was probably 25 different podcasters that were in attendance that night, at least. Right. <laughs> they didn't screen yeah. him, obviously. It was it was awful. I was like, no, who the I, fuck I, is I, this guy? And I'm like, he better do good, you know? Nope. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Probably pissed his pants, I think. <laughs> he definitely shit the bed. Yeah, if he didn't piss those pants, he shit the bed. That's for damn sure. Yes. But we're talking about NWA and Stu Bennett. It's so much better than that. Yes. He he will debut at NWA's Into the Fire pay-per-view. He hasn't wrestled since leaving WWE, instead focusing on acting and announcing. And I'm so happy for this. You know what? That is his strong suit. I have never thought... I've never sat down and said, I love a Wade Barrett match, and I've never seen a Wade Barrett match coming up where it's like, I have to see this. But the man could... That's why his best gimmick was Bad News Barrett, because it was him talking. I'm so he's surprised awesome he's not like mic. a super famous actor. You know what I mean? Like, he should be up there with Cena and The Rock, I he think. He is great. He is great. This is what he was made to do. Put him and Gerard Butler in a buddy cop movie? Fuck, dude. Oh, uh- <laughs> oh, you got take my money, please. Euro bad boys. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely good news for NWA as um Jim Cornette left a, a, a giant hole, no pun intended. And, and for better or worse, you know, Jim Cornette is not your or my favorite commentator, but he worked really well, as we mentioned on our last show with NWA's old it school. It was Jerry Marie. Yeah, it was, it was a Jerry place Bree. crafted and catered to him specifically. But with with the huge departure of Jim Cornette, it is awesome to get somebody who I feel will do better a better job as an announcer. Oh yeah, and not nostalgia. Yeah, this is, and, this is amazing, fantastic news. And, um, of course, yes, Jim Cornette leaving NWA was a huge loss, but pasty, something that may hurt me personally more is MLW has announced that the company has released Teddy Hart. Oh, no. This came out of nowhere, and, of course, no other details have been given at the time of this recording other than a one-sentence announcement, quote, Major League Wrestling has come to terms with the release of Teddy Hart, unquote. So I think everybody listening knows about Teddy Hart, but hey, maybe you don't. Teddy Hart is an MLW original who started with the company back in 2004. 
And then when MLW relaunched in 2017 and started having weekly shows, Hart, who is a one-third of the very popular Hart Foundation, was last seen on the episode of Fusion following Saturday Night Super Fight, which was an amazing show. Yeah. And he defended the MLW Middleweight Championship against Myron Reed. Now, Myron Reed ended up winning the title after Contra Unit interfered. I, I I have to put this note out here. Contra Unit has re-signed two or three members just recently, and we've been discussing that. So, wow. And something else of note, but doesn't really mean anything, I just felt it was worth saying, is that... Teddy Hart's girlfriend, Maria Manic is currently signed to Ring of Honor. Maybe he'll try to make his way over there. Maybe not. Um, you think you... I, I almost wonder if he couldn't be the guy to turn Ring of Honor around. He, I think the rest of the Hart Foundation would probably need to go with him. I think that this really hurts the Hart Foundation. I think that this... Kinda hurts MLW. I I think the Hart Foundation leaving hurts MLW. Yeah. Yep. I'm a big Teddy. Didn't they Hart also fan. they also just lost uh, Tom Lawler too? Right? Yes. But what? But I do want to say one thing, and that is that Teddy Hart. Um, you might want to put him up there with Alberto Del Rio and Austin Aries as somebody who always has a negative departure from a pro wrestling company he has issues and demons that have been openly talked about by by everybody including teddy it's not being hidden i have always thought you you can tell by the look on his face he's not a very pleasant guy to have to deal with yeah you, you have to assume i mean he was he was poised to be a huge breakout star in wwe and he never made it past developmental because of his his personal issues mm-hmm. and you have to assume for somebody with his recognition and name and, and at that po- part of the card to be gone it had something to do with him being him and i don't mean that in a super negative way but i just i i don't know I don't know what to make of this other than, you know, uh, Court Bauer had once said, I think when he first, well, at some point about Teddy Hart, he had said if Teddy Hart didn't have Teddy Hart's issues, Teddy Hart would have been a world champion years ago. And I think that just kind of sums it up. Teddy Hart is such a talented athlete, wrestler, performer, everything. The guy's got issues, and I hope he isn't a wrestling tragedy story. I hope he ends up becoming a wrestling redemption story. Yeah. But this isn't good for for either Teddy or MLW, I think. No, no, I I don't think so. I, I don't think MLW can afford to lose too many more people. Every name is an asset to them, really. I would agree. So they'd almost need to bring in another huge name to take his place, basically. Uh-huh. Well, I just got to say, I think I think Hart going to Ring of Honor could be good because he can maybe steer that ship back in the right direction with some supporting cast. Uh, I also think he'd be a good fit for NWA. 
Oh, he'd be great in NWA. I, I think he would probably be perfect in NWA. And maybe that being on a smaller scale might help him to keep himself in check with his demons. And let's be honest, um, he's Canadian. He's um, super talented. Impact Wrestling, Canadian yeah. company. Um, they're big on, on talent over... Well, they're big on storyline, too. I mean, he he's an asset on camera to any company. You just have to weigh that... You know, he has his problems. Where do we Where do we see him being? Do we invest in him or not but yeah I, th- I I agree I think Ring of Honor NWA and Impact the, the three smallest major promotions all three of them would benefit largely from it I think WWE AEW need to stay away from him I yep. don't think he's he's worth the no, risk no I, he's the not the right style for AEW granted he could bring a good diversity to the roster I just don't see that as a home for him WWE, I think he would self-destruct if, if that's the case. Yeah. Sad. Yep. Sad that he's left this hole in um, in MLW. Yeah. MLW has been doing so great. But there's always a there's always a uh, an end of the rainbow, pasty. The grass is always greener. Just as the leaves fall from the trees. Actually, that's probably when it's the least green. But whatever. Because the leaves fall from the trees to plant new seeds of life. So too does Major League Wrestling bring in new lifeblood in lieu of the departing heart as ACH returned to MLW at Thursday's Opera Cup. Woo! Court Bauer added later, known for bombarding adversaries with a variety of 450 splashes and signature moves like Dragon Ball Z, ACH is a powerhouse anime character come to life while in crowds around the world. The Austin, Texas native is a dynamic athlete, combining the uncanny agility with blistering strikes. ACH is the evolution of the modern-day fighter. Yeah. Well, it didn't take him long to find a company. We were worried about how his reputation might hold him back, but... Right. Guess you know, in his In his I Quit promo, man, he said he was a superhero. Yeah, the Merc with the mouth. But... Whoa, that's a layered joke, and I didn't even realize it. Uh. <laughs> I I can't help though, Pasty, but look at these two stories that we've just talked to back and back. Did they just replace a super talented <laughs> performer who has major issues behind the scene with a super talented performer who has major issues behind the scene? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Um, what does that mean here? I don't know, but it's your okay. albatross to bear. That is my albatross to bear. I, I, I'm just, I, I just cannot think of all of the amazing matches we're going to get in MLW with ACH. So I super, super excited to see him there. I'm super excited to see him on TV right away. Um, is he going to run on his own or is wow. he going to? I think legally it's awesome that he is there and WWE just completely washed their hands without any kind of non-compete clause or anything. That mm-hmm. is wow. That's going to speak volumes to some people in the WWE locker room. Who which... have gotten months added on. <laughs> 
Which will uh, will indeed turn bring better news in the future of B Sticks podcast. So all is good in the world. Oh yeah, but I, <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking you got ACH in MLW. That means we can see ACH versus Low Key, ACH versus LA Park, ACH versus Brian Pillman, ACH versus Devon Eriks, MJF, Jimmy Havoc, Austin Aries. Oh my gosh, you got Cotto Brazil. Oh, that's going to be awesome. That's what I'm looking forward to. Oh, Septimo Dragon, Airwolf, Ijo de LA Park, Puma King. Like, oh my gosh. the Oh, I, I'm excited for this. I just worry that it's... I just worry. Maybe Hart didn't want to go. Maybe they're like, oh, we're hiring ACH back, and we only have room for so many guys, and Austin Aries kind of just got here. So <laughs> awkward. <laughs> I mean, we like you, but we don't really like you like you. <laughs> That's funny. I like that pasty. I mean, he doesn't like it, but I, I like that. I think it's fun. Impact Wrestling has brought David Shahadi to work behind the scenes. Shahadi has a long history with former TNA, having previously worked there from 2006 until 2017. Dave threw a little shade AEW's way, tweeting in 2020, Impact Wrestling is going to give wrestling fans something they have long desired and something AEW promised, but never delivered. Change. Well... It's kind of an awkward. <laughs> First of all, Dave Sahadi, super from from anything I've heard from interviews from people who worked at TNA, he was one of the best backstage things and one of the people that kept Dixie afloat for as long as she was afloat. So awesome to see him back. But I have a couple issues. One give wrestling fans something that AEW promised and never delivered. AEW's had three months under their belt. Get the (laughs) fuck out of here. Right. Oh my God. And, um, second, just don't, don't start. uh, Right. Everybody's got to throw somebody under the bus. Well, yeah, but I, I didn't like TNA constantly talking about WWE. I have multiple times said I don't like AEW constantly talking about WWE. Mm-hmm. Impact doesn't need to be talking about AEW. Do and, Impact. And doesn't really have style. any room to talk about AEW. It's no, because they're doing way better than them within months <laughs> than they ever did. It's like, shut the fuck up. Dave Sahadi's awesome. Impact Wrestling putting on some of the best wrestling. I dare say they're, they're wrestling in ring right now would give AEW at least an equal challenge. So right. awesome way to go. Even but these are two companies that but... should be looking to work together, not against each other. Yeah. It's just a weird, it's just a weird thing for him to say out of nowhere. I don't know if the only thing I can think of is that he was pursuing AEW for a job and they snubbed him a couple times and he got <laughs> TNA or he got um, Impact and it just seems weird. It just seems stupid and weird. Shut the fuck up, Dan. Right. You're talented. I'm glad to see you there. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. God damn it. 
weird shit. And it what, was with that, that the gears were set in motion for Impact to shut down both WWE and AEW and reign supreme. <laughs> right. Uh, there has somebody, to be a universe where that happens, right? Well, like, <laughs> infinite universes and infinite dimensions, of course there is. There's multiple of them. And there's also a universe where Dio Madden is WWE World Heavyweight Champion, pasty. But that isn't now, and that isn't here. But sadly, Dio Madden was written off WWE TV after getting F5'd by Brock Lesnar. He will be returning to, uh, he will not be returning to the Raw commentary team, and Fat Mac never got the pleasure of learning his name or hearing his voice. So, wow. You know, I had a lot of high hopes for him his first week. I was like, hey, I kind of like this kid. And then the next week, he totally shit the bed multiple times. And I was like, get him out of here. Well, it may be for the best, Pasty, because at least Vince got to look at him, right? Because now he's. Yeah, instead of being behind the commentator desk, he's actually going to be reporting back to the WWE Performance Center where they picked him from to resume his wrestling training. And that means that there is a hole to fill in Raw because they have to have three people on there because they like shitty commentary. (laughs) So with that being said, Samoa Joe will join the Raw commentary team as Madden's replacement. But, Pacey, this is only a temporary role as Joe's currently out with a broken thumb. And to add a thick layer to this story and a a little bit of drama, on Tuesday, Madden tweeted... Quote, holding the B button when trying to catch a Pokemon doesn't increase your, ch- increase your chances. Unquote. I don't get how that's a jab. That's just a fact in life. I know. It was just a tweet that he put out, and I thought it would be <laughs> awesome to put in the story. Although I worry I worry for Samoa Joe, because this isn't the first time they've set him at that desk, and he's good at it. And Taz is the next Taz. <laughs> exactly. And he looks like Taz. Yes. He looks he's like the next Taz. Taz. I was thinking the same thing. He's the next uh, task. Um, what I'm hoping, in all honesty, what I'm hoping, Samojo heals his thumb, which is going to happen, and he goes to the ring, and Vince finally fucking accepts a two-man announce team. That's a perfect Why world. Not? There's got to be one universe where that happens. Oh, my gosh, right? <laughs> No, uh, uh, I, it worries me because, yeah, it'd be so easy to Taz him. And there's part of me that says, you know, Joe's had a great career and I could enjoy him on announce, but he hasn't had a great career in WWE yet. And he No, not at all. Actually, one would argue he he has underperformed in every promotion he's been on. And, and I... Just let me say, I think it's every promotion's fault that's yeah, happened. I think he's definitely given not all him. put on five star matches and everyone. Yeah. And some of the best, some of the best uh, uh, pro- uh, promos ever. In fact, the non, the unscripted promo that he dropped in TNA about Kevin Nash, when when Nash was um, just just look up uh, Samoa Joe shoot promo Kevin Nash TNA something put those words together. It's awesome how he just calls out Nash as it is. And this was when him and Nash were partners on air and he just shit on. (laughs) Yeah. I I think it's every promotions prop ring of honor did him the best. 
And he moved on to greener pastures, which I don't blame him, but every greener pasture he went to, maybe he's just a better big fish in a small pond. Maybe. I think so. I think he's a dude. I, I He's one I'd say go to, go to AEW. Go to AEW. Go to NXT. Go to he MLW. He can have the variety to... of matches he could ever want to have in AEW. He could be yeah. a top guy in AEW believably easily. Oh, but could you imagine him in MLW and Contra Unit? Oh, God. Oh, that would be awesome. Dude, Joe Callahan. Just that. Oh, end it Joe, right there. Oh, damn. That's badass. Oh. I want to see that match. <laughs> I want to see that match. But there's AEW so much has... good this man can do, and he's running out of time to do it. Hey, what about, uh, what about, I mean, you brought up uh, AEW. What about him joining SoCal Uncensored? He's a Southern California guy. He comes from Southern California. He has history with both Kaz and Daniels. He could either come in and be a foil to them or he could join them. Yeah, I see. I would want to see a very dominant heel run. Well, SoCal and Censor are heels, so he either has to be the top heel in that promotion or he or he has to be a face you against them. You have a funny way of that. looking at heels, my friend. Well, I mean, but I mean, they are heels. I, I they're I, over, but they're heels. <laughs> yeah, you know, they do heel things. They cheat to win. They they do bad stuff. They talk shit. They, I swear to God, this is the worst city we've ever been in. You know, I mean, exactly. They're the 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 uh, opposite opposite world new day DX. of no the opposite world new day of AEW. Well, they're DX. They're they're heels, but everybody loves them. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah, and they're NWO, NWO. They're heels, but everybody loves them. I could definitely give them NWO. You don't want to give them DX? I can give them NWO. NWO was better than DX. That's fine. They're just two different things. I don't know. Okay. Like original. We're talking original NWO, though, just the three. I'm talking original (laughs) DX. (laughs) Just Sean. Who's Sean? No, China wasn't in the original. It was Sean, Hunter, and um, Rick Rude. Oh. You, you, Matt, I'm going original DX, buddy. <laughs> Sean, Hunter, Rick Rude. I'm Rick Rude in your ass. <laughs> oh, that's all right. This is good. Uh, I don't know how we got off on fucking Dio Madden on to fucking Rick Rude. <laughs> Sometimes we... <laughs> Sometimes we do this shit, folks. <laughs> this is Beef Sticks Podcast, baby. Dio uh, Madden, Rick Rude. You know, if it, if it makes anything better, we don't have to talk about Survivor Series. I, I, we should talk about it. We got time. I got time. I'm available for time, Pasty, if that's what you're worried about. All right. Well, we're not there just yet anyway. No. This is, this is probably my favorite news segment yet uh, this week. I want you to take this one, though, buddy. All right. According to Squared Circle Sirens, one name confirmed for the next round of tryouts at the WWE Performance Center on December 5th is 26-year-old Arissa LeBrock, the daughter of LeBrock Lesnar. No, Steven Safucking Gall. Yeah! Wow. That man cannot act. No. And he has not aged well with time. No, but he's badass. But I love watching him. Yeah. Love watching him. Yeah. I'm hoping his daughter is as good as he was in the early 90s. 
Oh, she's gorgeous. I'll tell you that. She's gorgeous. Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, aside from modeling, she does have a background in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and has trained at the Paragon Jiu-Jitsu and Kickboxing Academy in California. This is cool. This is, like I said, the news I'm most excited for. Obviously, this just means that she's coming to a tryout. She may never, ever go anywhere in WWE. <laughs> right, but right. It was probably easy for her with to get name, a tryout. Yeah, with her name recognition, you know they, they want to have her in there do you think, as do you think something. Her, do you think her WWE ring name would have Seagal in it? Oh, I want her. I want her gimmick to be the seagull. <laughs> you know, she, her and Kyrie Sane could team together. The captain and the seagull. <laughs> you could just call them the seagulls. They're the. I love it. The seagulls. <laughs> and then, and then, all of a sudden, these two new guys come in to take to take over the mantle. It's the seagulls versus the seamen. <laughs> seagulls, seamen. Fight! <sighs> and then they ran out of goals. <laughs> oh boy! I know this is good. Um, yeah, if she has his charisma, she's um, come on. Let's be honest; she's at least getting a um a backstage uh interviewer spot, right? Yeah, yeah, something. Just to say they have Steven Seagal's daughter and just to have him show up ringside and wave. And to have her take a picture with Ronda Rousey or some shit, you know. Cleek. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... She has a good look. If she has if she has his charisma, I mean, that he made a career out of charisma and no talent. So if she has half his charisma, and if she is a decent jujitsuist, Jujitsuists? A Jesuit? What do they uh, call them? I think they're just called a Jujitsu. I don't think that's right. <laughs> but anyways. Um, a a Jujitsu? So basically we kind of talked on, uh, we, we touched on this a little bit earlier, gave a little teaser, but this isn't really a comings or going, but we both felt that this was pretty newsworthy and it fit best in the comings and goings. And we both completely feel this statement oh, wholeheartedly. Yeah. So we had to bring it up somehow, whether it's news or not, fuck you. It's our show. And we're going to talk about it. Pasty. This is what's happening. Tommaso Champa revealed on Lillian Garcia's chasing glory podcast. Yet another competitor to beef sticks podcast <laughs> <clears throat> that he fought the main roster call up as much as he could. In fact, his coach at the Performance Center, of course, that being the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, found this amusing as he says he had never experienced someone rejecting a higher pay and a promotion. With only recently returning from his neck injury, Champa believes his clock is actually ticking down, and he doesn't want to put the years that he has left on the main roster jobbing for some jackasses. The Blackheart told WWE that if they ever move him to Raw or SmackDown, he will immediately retire from active competition and become either a backstage producer or a coach at the Performance Center. He refuses to be a main roster guy. That's good. And he did specifically say it was the amount of dates 
uh, the comparison to what Raw and SmackDown guys do a year versus yeah. what they do with NXT. Well, and he just knows he's not going to he's going to be a nobody like every other fucking call up is. And it's not a knock on him. I don't mean that it's a knock on Vince McMahon. Yep. Why not stay? If you, if you've got three, four, maybe five years left, why not stay a main guy putting on some of the best matches to help to elevate a newer brand to new levels, which he's already done. I mean, if it wasn't for Ciampa, I don't think they'd be on USA right now. Ciampa, Gargano, Ch- Cole. I will say this. I'm not the biggest Tommaso Ciampa fan. I never was. But NXT Ciampa is the very best Ciampa I've ever seen. Something about NXT. Sometimes NXT holds a little bit back from some folks. Not, mm. not as much as the main roster. But we, we've seen it from time to time. You look at a Ricochet. Ricochet never did as much. Um, you look at a, um, oh gosh, we were just talking about him. Uh, Chris Hero. You look at a Chris Hero. You look at uh, Sami Zayn. You look at Finn Balor. You look at some of these guys, uh, uh, Kenta. NXT can take a little bit away from what they were. Champa, I think it elevated him. It gave him a little something more. He really wanted this. You, you know, you can't talk about Champa without, without Gargano. You can't talk about Gargano without Champa. And what's weird is they were never really close or even had a program together in the Indies. Yeah. But I look at somebody like Gargano, and Gargano was at one point, my opinion, of the best wrestler in the world at that time. This was probably five, seven, maybe eight years ago. Time runs wild to me. Ciampa was never really on my radar as somebody that I enjoyed watching. Then you go to NXT, you go to current day, Ciampa and Gargano, I still like Gargano more, but that's just personal, not professional. They're about even. So NXT brought Gargano down a little bit, I would say, but definitely elevated Ciampa. Yeah, no, I I remember when DIY debuted, and I was like, who are these guys? I don't give a shit, and they've definitely turned my whole view around altogether. Uh, And and not knowing either guy beforehand, I gravitated definitely more to Gargano than, than Ciampa. But I got to say, man. Well, he has personality. I'm daddy's boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He sure? is the man. And NXT wouldn't be the same, and he wouldn't be the same without NXT. It's it's symbiotic, and there's some magic there. And I, I think they need to hold that lightning in a bottle and keep it going for as long as his body can go. There is some kind of magic there. Those two, NXT and Champa, just yeah, you nailed it. Symbiotic. They go is together the best like tomatoes and champagne. For it. Yeah. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. Pasty. Uh, speaking of champagne, now you can buy Jericho's a little bit of the bubbly at a little bit of the bubbly dot com, and it's made by Arrow. Please don't buy Jericho's a little bit of the public. Just buy real champagne. Come on, <laughs> folks. Oh, with that being said, talk about a, a knockoff. 
We got WWE Survivor Series pasty. Yeah! The pay-per-view that Fat Mac couldn't even bring himself to watch a single match. I apologize, folks. I we were so excited going lazy, into but... it. And then I watched War Games, and I was like, this is this does not <laughs> this bode well. But it does not bode well, because everybody who was on that went through so much hell, and it has to compete the next night. You know what the worst part is, Pasty? And this, spoiler alert, folks. I almost got a clean sweep on Survivor. Yeah. Survivor Series. Like, yes, I almost did. nailed every single one except for one. And I still didn't want to fucking watch it. <laughs> Actually, did I get a clean sweep? No. I did get a clean sweep. No, you're one off. Okay, I did get a clean sweep. Uh, no, I missed one. What did I miss? Oh, Roderick Strong. Okay, yep. Six out of seven. But nonetheless, like, I still didn't want to watch it. <laughs> oh, WWE, do something to do something to bring me back, please. I want to want to watch WWE. In all honesty, I don't want to hate them. And I don't hate them. And in fact, I'm rooting for them. And I think that AEW especially, but along with all the other companies coming up, is pushing WWE to do better, hopefully. But we're still not seeing it yet. And no. I think this is this is proof right here. No, this is all my hopes uh, were let, built up for this, and NXT watch any came of the, up uh, light. No, I didn't because I had heard it started at six, and Which I thought that was the pre-show. I, I tuned in at like six fifteen, and the show oh. was already going. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I missed the all. show started at six. When did it end? Like ten thirty. Ten, probably. Yeah, 10. it went. Because they've been ending at 9.30 lately, but it went longer than usual. So it was a four-hour pay-per-view, huh? With a two-hour well, I suppose because you got, well, you got, what, four matches with 27 people in them each? <laughs> yeah. So let's just let's just <laughs> knock off the results of the pre-show. Nobody gives a shit, right? Yeah. First match was interbrand tag team battle royal, seeing Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode win last, eliminating the Street Profits. Then we had the triple threat for the Cruiserweight Championship. That doesn't mean anything to anybody. NXT's Leo Rush successfully defended it against Raz, Akira Tozawa, and SmackDown's Kalisto. Who thought Kalisto was going to win? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good, Good lucha things. Shit. Oh. Uh, three-way non-title tag team match. Viking Raiders defeated the New Day and Undisputed Era. So sad. Immediately setting a bad tone for NXT. (laughs) But let's say, well, well, honestly, though, the pre-show had a SmackDown win, uh, NXT win, and a Raw win. So they kept it even in in the pre-show. Yes. Right? Your end results are wrong, though. It was what? NXT 4, SmackDown 2, Raw 1. Where am I at? Uh, I didn't count the pre-show because pre-shows don't count. Oh, okay. I'm just That's what they had the tally at the end of the show. So that... Pre-shows don't count, Pasty. <laughs> Haven't we been through this before? All right. Raw but... shit the bed. Poor USA Network. They... <laughs> you know what? They talk about how much... Well, money, NXT uh... is USA, so it's still fine. Well, it's USA on a bad night at a bad time. Let's be honest. Well, maybe they, NXT they, will take Raw's Monday night time slot. 
they might end up and they maybe should because <laughs> you talk they talk so much about how much money Fox paid for for SmackDown and it is a ridiculous amount and and it's awesome for WWE. USA also paid a good chunk of money for this latest run of theirs. More than they and ever WWE, have. Sure. Yeah, and WWE's treating them like shit. <laughs> like fucking shit. Yeah, the constellation was, oh yeah, we'll give you NXT. Yeah, that that's about it. Which, but, by the way... But hey, Fox A+ gets CM Punk on our studio show on their own other <laughs> channel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, with that being said, we start the show out with the Women's Survivor Series match pasty. And this scene, Team NXT start off strong, winning. Of course, we had Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Candice <laughs> LeRae, Io Shirai, and Tony Storm. Well, I will set the the stage here for you and say Candice LeRae and Tony Storm got injured and were removed from the match for the bulk of the match. So it started out with TM to NXT only having three people. Oh, so it was exactly, it was kind like of exactly war like war game. Yeah. Yeah. Except kind of not as good. Yeah. So, um, Which they, they up- right away. You're like, wait, but this is NXT. <laughs> no, it's not. So they, uh, <laughs> defied the odds by being two women down for a majority of the match. And they defeated, Raw's team of Charlotte, Natalia, Asuka, Kyrie, and Sarah Logan, and SmackDown's team consisting of Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross. Shouts out to Dana Brooke and Batista. Can't wait to see that video. That's weird. <laughs> I don't even know what that's all about. The whole date thing. I don't know. I just know that he's like seven foot and she's like five one. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> kind of like my latest uh my latest gal that I'm like and she's like a good foot taller than me. It makes things interesting, but you know nice. what? I get a workout. Yeah, you got to work for it a little bit more. You do. You got to climb that mountain. <laughs> what was after that one, Macy? <laughs> you watched it, I didn't. What the fuck was next? Well, I mean, we can't go without saying that that Rhea did not pull out an awesome against the odds win. Because towards the end of the match, Candice LeRae and Tony Storm did rejoin the match. So that was, yeah. And by then, the numbers were already, like, even. So then Team NXT had the advantage. And it was unnecessary. I don't know. It's just, like I said, they they made NXT into WWE in this pay-per-view. And it just rubbed me wrong. It was 28 minutes that could have been knocked down to 15, right? Yeah. And we could have knocked out probably th- at least a woman on each end. I mean, I get it. I don't know. I, I don't want to say my rant. It, it's been said before. Survivor Series is a dated concept. It was, it was a good gimmick at the time to get a bunch of random people together in the ring together. Uh-huh. But it really, in this world where we have war games and we got six-man tags and we got you know, four corners matches with, with triple tag teams. And stuff. It's really pointless. And the fact that brand supremacy doesn't mean a fucking thing or anything, it's, we really need to stop Survivor Series. We need to kill this. Right. Because it's not enjoyable. It's not fun. It gets At least, at least get rid of rich. either Survivor Series or Night of Champions. No, I'll keep, Champions. I'll keep, I'll keep, uh, Clash and Night both. I, I'm fine with that, but get rid of this one because, we don't need a match that has 15 
people in the ring at the same fucking time. I'll give them props, though. It was Multiple three teams, times. right? It was three teams, and there was three people in the ring at all times. So that's that was cool. I don't care. I do. That's a big thing to me. I don't like when there's three teams and two people in the ring. I, I get you, that. but there was... Yeah. I get but, you. Uh, yeah, and then we also did get to see uh, Charlotte Flair and Lacey Evans finally have a stare down, and then I think Flair eliminated Evans like two seconds later. Sad. She should have yeah. eliminated Flair. It would have done. It wouldn't have hurt Charlotte, but it would have done a lot for Lacey Evans' character. Yeah, I could be wrong. I don't. I don't entirely remember because this was multiple weeks ago, and I'm not good at remembering a week after it happened. So whatever. I'm not. I'm not Moving good on at to the next match, Fat Mac. What do we got? Oh my God! We're going on to a three-way non-title match with the mid-card champions. That's Roderick Strong defeating AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. Giving NXT two wins in a row on the main card. We had both picked AJ Styles on this match because we are stupid and Roderick is strong. Yes, and Shinsuke is Nakamura. Yes. Um, Didn't watch it, but I heard that it was disappointing considering the three people involved. Yeah, but still maybe the best match of the night. Maybe yeah. after NXT Championship, those two. Uh, I don't know. Speaking of that, we had the NXT Championship match. Adam Cole defeated the man who won the night before, Pete Dunne, in a match that was watered down for two amazing athletes, right? Yes, exactly. They didn't even let the match with just NXT guys feel like an NXT match because it would steal the show, right? They should have gave they should have gave this match twenty eight minutes. Yeah, I think so. Fuck yeah, I'd Fuck watch yeah. that. Just change the time slot around with the women's match because sixteen minutes forty five seconds would have been plenty for that shit. Switch it around with the men's. I don't, I don't care for half the people on that team, anyways. Uh, the men's was it was okay. It was, the whole pay per view was just okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was worth a watch, but it wasn't great. Not not what I was expecting. Was it worth a Was it worth a four and a half hour watch, Pasty? No. Uh, Adam Cole and okay. Pete Dunne were so not what I expected that I did end up dozing off during their match, and I slept through the next match, which was the Universal Championship. The Fiend Bray Wyatt defeating Daniel Bryan to retain his championship. I slept through it. I didn't even see it, and I didn't even go back. I was like, I should well, go back and watch that, and then I didn't. Shortest match of the night, and from anything I've read online, wasn't a good match. It would be what all. you would expect. I guess Daniel did get some decent offense in, but, you know, it's not going to do anything against the Fiend. No. Until, and I have this theory because they say that Liv Morgan's going to come and be the Sister Abigail thing, and I think the way you play it is you play it like uh, she's kind of like Paul Bearer where she can be with Bray and on his side and make him stronger, or she can side with somebody else and take all of his powers away, and then he's able to lose the championship. Uh, and it kind mean, of, you could keep her with him forever in that sense, where if he, you know, he, he's got to atone for his sins, so she has to punish him, and then she feels yeah. bad for him, so she comes back. And, like, there's, there's ways to play that. I've, I've never met Liv Morgan in real life, so it's hard for me to, to 100% say this. But it's going to be hard for her to do that, I guess. Yeah, I don't see Liv Morgan being a fucking <laughs> Sister Abigail. That just, to me, out of all the women that are awesome for it, a Nikki Cross, a Sarah Logan, uh, I mean, you could even throw somebody in like Paige or or maybe even like Bailey going super psycho or they sign Sue Young or, I mean, like, mm-hmm. uh, 
Liv Morgan? Like, I, I think people have just said that because she's gone and because he's introducing a new character. I don't know that there's any... And like I said, unless, well, the, the, she's I, I been gone her. and she's been doing a bunch of stuff on Twitter and Instagram that makes it seem like she's losing her mind and sinking into insanity and shit. And like she's, she's crying in the rain and WWE. cutting off all of her hair. That's just par for the course. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying if they do go that route, I think that's a legitimate way you could do it and not make the Bray look weak, but still be able to get the title off of him. No, no, I hear you. I hear you. It's, I, I hear you. Go the yeah, and, and you know, whereas whereas Paul had the urn, she is Paul and the urn, essentially. Which is an interesting dynamic. I don't know. I like it. And if you're gonna do it, do it that way, please. <coughs> it's probably too smart for WWE writers, though. You know what? It is too smart. <laughs> but next we had the men's Survivor Series match. Yes, I managed to wake up for this one where Team SmackDown with Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, King Corbin, Mustafa, Ali, and Shorty G defeated Team Raw, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, Ricochet, and Team NXT, Tommaso Ciampa, Damian Priest, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, and Walter. Walter got put out like a bitch in the first 15 seconds of this thing. That kills, uh, well, I'm not going to say that kills his character, but that is not good for his character. Right, right. It's not. Out of all of the guys on here, he has the biggest, like, monster. Out of all the NXT guys, the only person who looked like they were worth shit was Keith Lee, and most of the time he was getting his ass kicked. Oh it God. wasn't until the end when it was just Seth, Roman, and Keith where Keith Lee actually got to show up and show off. But then, of course, it was down to Roman and Keith Lee, and everybody knew where that was going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Roman's not some, jobbing to some Keith fisting, Lee. Right. <laughs> the, let the fisting begin. Let no, the uh, fisting they, begin. The Seth Roman-Keith Lee portion of this match is well worth the watch. It was good. Roman and Seth, like, teamed up, and they did the, oh, we're going to powerbomb him through a table. They powerbombed him through a table, and they started Ooh, fighting. Oh. Keith Lee came back. Keith eliminated Seth. Roman and Keith had a really good short. You know how that goes with Roman. It's kind of wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Of course. But it was it was good. And Roman Reigns, you know, shook his hand and said, you deserve it. And everybody was chanting the bask in his glory. And uh, in the end, Keith Lee came out looking good. But this pay-per-view made NXT look like a steaming pile of shit. And we're not done there yet either. No, I, I, I will give but them But first, this. a bathroom break brought to you by the WWE Championship and Brock Lesnar. <sighs> I, I don't even... Do we even need to talk about it? This was a good match. I mean, it was... Shut up. When Dominic <laughs> came in and they were low-blowing Lesnar and getting their desserts in, it was good. It just... the It switched back to Lesnar too fast and the match was over too fast. I think I think you should have legitimately let Mysterio take it off of him, even if it's just for a minute. Oh, I I, I disagree. I think that's the worst thing you can do. I just I, I'm okay with somebody who you don't like a like a Seth Rollins or a Finn Balor, somebody beating a Brock Lesnar. A Rey Mysterio does not need to. I mean, maybe a Dominic in a year. I could yeah. see it. Yeah. I don't. First of all, Rey Mysterio does not need nor deserve. My question is: uh, are we, Do you think we're going to see Dominic in a Rey Mysterio mask when he starts? 
Or or has he? Because he's already not wearing a mask. So like, Vince does that go against the lucha? I don't understand how that Vince works. doesn't like masks. So no, we won't. Should he do it? Probably. What there should be is there should be a uh, there should be a mask. Ver- I don't know if it's mask versus hair, mask versus title, mask versus match, mask. I'm sorry, match against anybody. But where Rey Mysterio's mask is on the line, he loses. And Dominic starts wearing the mask to take over the mantle as Rey Mysterio, I don't know if you want to call it third, or if you want to call him son of Rey Mysterio Jr., or since WWE just calls him Rey Mysterio, maybe he'd start picking up the moniker of Rey Mysterio Jr. That's how I personally would book it as a wrestling fan. As a WWE employee, no, don't put the mask on him. He's handsome, he's tall, don't do it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What doesn't make sense is how they played out the next match, and it was a three-way non-title match. The women headlined the show, and uh, it seemed like Becky Lynch and Bailey did everything in their power to make Shayna not look as good as she is. That's sad, because they should be uplifting her, especially with them being two women who made their name as being NXT women who elevated the main roster women's division, they should be bringing up this NXT woman who is a legitimate badass. Yeah. That's the problem they is though. Know. She's bad at more badass than either of them put together. And, and you know, a Bailey just, it was not a good Bailey match as most Bailey matches are. Uh, Becky, Becky was probably the best in the match. Shayna Baszler had some issues, but I mean, she also went to war the night before. Can't really blame her. Right. Gotta gotta blame the people who booked the card. Of course. (laughs) Oh yeah. She, she's given her all two nights in a fucking row. Not even a, not even a full 24 hours rest. Yep. And then the next day word comes out that Vince is pissed about the main event of Survivor Series. So I, I'm willing to bet it's going to be quite some time before we see women main eventing another pay-per-view. And it sucks that they're going to sit here and put that on Shayna. You know what I mean? Even if they don't put it directly on her, it's 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 got to be on her, right? It's it's oh, it's definitely she's going to be the one that gets the full splash back. I hadn't heard that he was disappointed with it, but from what I have heard in general, he should just be disappointed with the pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. It was something that was supposed to be amazing, and it just turned out mediocre. And Plus, it if, didn't if even you, feel special because NXT wasn't NXT. They were... Well, plus, WWE, if you're, gonna, if you're just going to take a step back and look at things in full perspective, if Shayna Baszler was part of the most amazing match of the weekend with war games opening match women's war games. And then she puts on even a decent showing at survivor series main event. How about we don't blame her and look at some other people, right? Possibly oh, the bookers. Like there you was said, some good, there was some good continuity from war games though. Uh, the, the crowd at war games actually booed Shayna Baszler for not putting tables into that match. Oh, In this good. match, that's she good. put Bailey through a ringside table, and the crowd chanted, "Thank you, Shayna." <laughs> that's awesome. I, I, I do like it that. It was a great way to tie up the whole weekend because it was the beginning. They were pissed at her, and at the end, she redeemed herself in the eyes of Chicago, which you really want to do, right? Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> 
I gotta that say too, for the ratings and the the turnout for AEW's show last week, like you're gonna be the fourth fucking wrestling show in a row in 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 Chicago. Yeah, and you're gonna expect that turnout. They're all broke now. They were broke two days ago. Go home. Yeah, it, it and yeah. I mean, we didn't mention it, but they were they they had a very um very scarce show there. There was not a lot of fans in it. The crowd was loud. Also, last loud. week I had a huge complaint that the 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 ring was overly miked. Like you could hear people like tiptoeing around the ring. Very. Oh loud. really? Yeah. And that just you know I I have been noting their little production where they fuck up a little bit. And that, that, I that, suppose that's something they just need to tweak over time. You know to get the right. Because you know there's there was the uh, there's what they called the southern. Uh, uh, oh, what did they call it? The southern bumping ring. Which was one where it was heavily mic'd in the ring. There was a decent amount of spring, but it was uh, it was tin-ish, is what they would say. So when you fell on it, it was just like, bam! Yeah. And you super heard it. And then there was the more New York ring, which was had less less spring to it but was plywood and was hard and it didn't make as much of a sound and it wasn't as heavily miked. And of course people preferred that one because it was actually easier on the body, but viewers preferred the, the Southern bumping ring because if you, you know, if, if you sat down, it sounded like you were dropped from Owen Hart death levels. Yeah. Too soon? I thought it was a good joke. But anyways, yeah. So th- so I don't mind them playing with it. They just got to find the right spot. And I would be happy if it was different sounding than WWE. I'd, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, different sounding. I mean, but this, the, it was like, it seemed like it was mic'd over the level of the announcers. So it was hard to hear anything they were saying because all you were hearing that's was footsteps. Yeah, no, it was, it was just, it was too much. But yeah, that uh, was our mediocre Survivor Series show results. Best match, uh, um, yeah, that's sad. It wasn't because they were all amazing. I think I got to give it to the men's Survivor Series match just because it had some good moments in it, and like the descent between King Corbin and Roman and. The team siding with who the team is going to side with, and yeah, there was a lot of good dissent amongst teams in that match. And like the only team that stood together was NXT. So, so the most storyline, pretty much yeah, of anyone. Yeah, and I mean, you can't really have storyline in a brand warfare show. It's but, difficult. Yeah, it helps to drink. And then grade, I guess uh, C. Okay. That that sounds right from what I've heard. I I can't participate in this, folks. I didn't watch it. I'm sorry, but I wasn't gonna waste my time either. So I guess that I don't think it was a waste of time. It would probably be a waste of time to go back and watch it now. <laughs> but right, you don't know what I was doing Sunday, though. No, no. I I, I if you watched War Games that weekend, I think you got the best of it. So that's how I feel, also. Yes, which is which is fine. Good stuff, good stuff. We got it coming. Uh, folks, just to let you know, uh, coming up here, 
uh, at the beginning of the new year, we are going to have our Beefy Awards. This is our uh, fifth annual Beefy yes. Awards. Yes, indeed. I think. And um, just a heads up, just as with Thanksgiving, both Pasty and Fat Mac have families. We have obligations. We have stress levels and, and medication. And um, we may be taking a break during christmas week so don't you know don't don't go crazy if we don't pop something out on christmas week because we have lives we're sorry yes it, it happens and we we do it but we have lives but so... that's why we gave you the christmas present of auto erotic wrestling this week exactly so just a heads up on all that plus next week is going to be a jam-packed show with three pacey count them three uno dos tres year-end shows coming up that we are going to discuss. That would be WWE TLC, which does not have... Any matches. Nope, nope, nope. I I take that back. At least one match was announced tonight, (laughs) which was the Roman-Corbin match that nobody wants to see. So, yeah, let's announce the one nobody gives a fuck about. We also got NWA Into the Fire coming out, which is awesome. Another NWA pay-per-view. Their second one coming up here with their uh, extension. And we have Ring of Honor's Final Battle, one of their biggest shows that they have each year. It is always a fun show to watch with Ring of Honor. You better tune in, folks, too, because it might be their final battle. (laughs) Yeah, with with ROH slipping down to kind of the least on the totem pole, I'm excited to see what they they pump out for Final Battle. The the card looks good so far. We're not going to talk about it right now because we got a lot to talk about next week. But with that being said, folks... I, I got very autoerotic with y'all. Yes, I made sure to bring plenty plenty of automotive grease. It's uh it was it was a good one, and I'm looking forward to doing this this segment again and again and again. Let's run it into the fucking ground. It's fun. It's fun. We got to do more of the uh, autoerotic stuff, and then, like you said, we got we got to come up with uh, some other themes. Also, to, I think it would be really cool with. to take like a shitty WWE storyline and try to make a better one with this thing, or like, a worse a one. Robot. Either right. one, right? You know? Well, we'd both have the same. We'd take the same ma- uh, storylines and we'd try to correct them on our own, and then duel with who has the better or worst idea. Ooh, I like that. Yes. I like you, Pasty. And I love all of you listening to us tonight. Yes, it's been a good one. Thank you for joining us. And we'll be back again next week with another big, beefy, fat, stacked show. Mmm. We out.